when the Tet Offensive came, I felt definitely the necessity to go back. How could it be that our we were constantly being promised success, light at the end of the tunnel, boys out of the trenches by Christmas type thing, and here they could mount this tremendous offensive. We were losing the villages that we supposedly pacified, and uh, I came back with the conclusion that I then used on the air with clear definition that it was an editorial, not a not a factual report, but my belief that we had done the best we could. We weren't going to meet success out there. We should talk of peace uh, openly with the North Vietnamese, come to the peace table with open hands, uh, and uh, that we should uh, uh, get out of there admitting that we'd done the very best we could. Did you ever talk to President Johnson? Yeah, the, the quote is a little muddied in history. Uh, if I've lost contact, I've lost middle America, I've lost contact, I've lost the war.
down to it, boppers. Okay. Let's get down to it, boppers. It's the Ron Fez Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, we start this off uh, with a little Cronkite, ladies and gentlemen. The most trusted man in America. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. You know, I see everybody on the news uh, rocking this uh, Cronkite thing, Fez. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, I don't get it. Don't get the big deal about him. Oh, I think he was the anchor man. I think he set the standard for anchor men. How's it any different than a voiceover guy? I mean, he read the news that was given to him, much like uh, every city in America has that guy. Now, you can say that the news isn't written as well as it used to be, but you're just reading the news. See, I don't think we've had anyone like uh, Cronkite since. Now it's, you know, Cronkite was kind of like a kid's host, I think, for adults. Where yeah, I, I don't get it, though. I really can't sit around and act like he's done something fantastic. If I'm missing it, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. But I see the things that he said, and it doesn't seem any uh, better than uh, Will Farrell was. And then Anchorman thing. They hand you news, you read it in a deep voice. So what? He didn't write the news. He didn't break any of the stories. And, you know, I see this stuff on TV. Well, he uh, eventually came out against the Vietnam War. Who fucking didn't? There was already millions of people in the street before he said to himself, I agree with those millions of people. I don't get it. Uh, Tony... Tony, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Uh, how are you, buddy? It's, uh, it's Out Your Friends Monday. Oh, it is. It's, it's Out Your Friends Monday. Out Your Friends Monday. Out Your Friends. Out Your Friends. It's Out Your Friends Monday. Who you want out today, buddy? I am not. Uh, my buddy Phil. Your buddy Phil. There you go. Uh, every Monday, Fez got this started. It's Out Your Friends Monday! Out Your Friends Monday! Out Your Friends. Out Your Friends. And I'll do a quick uh, Cronkite. I'll just take my glasses off as I say this to let America know. Hey, Hicks, have you watched any of the stuff on Cronkite? Yeah, people are loving it. What's the big fucking deal? What I, did he do? I, a man landed on the moon. I could say the same thing. So what? I never had a, an anchor that I could... Uh, did anyone really trust him? Was he that big then? I, I think maybe people trusted him because they were more naive back then. I don't think it's so much that he was great, but we're smarter now, and we don't trust anyone who goes on TV in a Hitler mustache and glasses. Now, he might have been the nicest guy in the world. Believe me, I'm not saying it's, you know, it's a great thing that the guy died, although he had a nice long life. He worked a half hour a day. Uh, had all of his work written for him. Doesn't seem like this is a tragedy, but I don't see what he's done. See, I think it was all in how he presented himself and everything. It's how he presented the news to America, where nobody else has matched that. Matched it how? Everyone's doing the same exact thing, except there's more people now. I don't think, uh, I, I think if anything, he got there early. 
but he didn't necessarily do it any better than who's on right now, Brian uh, Williams and Katie and whatever. They all do the same thing. You hand them something, they read it. If someone was assassinated, they feel bad about it. If someone lands on the moon, they feel great about it. It's not that fucking hard of a job. Stop acting like this guy somehow was working off the cuff. There are a million improv comics that are better than this fucking guy. He was there first. He had gray hair. Okay. That should be it. Somebody who read the news first died. By the way, he had gray hair. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Matt, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Matt, go ahead, buddy. Matt and PA. Is it me? We got uh, you, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. It's out your friends, it's out your friends Monday, right? It's, it's out, out your friends, friends Monday. Monday. Out, out your friends, friends Monday. Monday. Out your friends. Out your out friends. friends. Uh, what do you got for us, buddy? I got my brother-in-law, Jason, and I'm pretty sure his wife, too. All right, there you have it on Out Your Friends Monday. It's Out Your Friends Monday. Out Your Friends Monday. Out Your Friends. Out Your Friends. As he started off by outing people uh, just a couple weeks ago, and it's taken off. Hope, hopefully you can get your Out Your Friends bumper sticker. But if not, just take uh, like a brown uh, paper thing, write Out Your Friends uh, on it, and put it up on the back of your car. You'll be shocked. People will come by and out their friends. Can I ride in the dirt of the back of my truck? Yeah, I think you can. Here's what I do. I write it in other people's dirt. I used to write, wash me, or I'm a homo, but now I just write out your friends Monday. If people see my out sticker when they drive by, will they out themselves? I from? think they'll do that or out their friends. Okay. Um, hey, uh, Sean in Alabama. Hey, Ron. They actually coined the term anchor for anchorman what I heard on the uh, TV this weekend. So That's what? Worth something. So what? From the dead front. I don't see what, like, he didn't even invent the decision, He uh, the, the position. He was an announcer, uh, a radio announcer, did commercials just like everybody else. It was just a regular guy. Then they go, alright, we need someone to host this. He did... Seems like he was good at it. But let's not act like he was a great newsman or he broke any stories. He didn't do it. Watergate happened. He sat around with everybody fucking else. He was well behind the newspaper people. Why? TV doesn't do investigative journalism. That's why I always thought that Walter Cronkite was a poor man's Edward R. Murrow. Let me tell you who Walter Cronkite was. And I don't mean this as an insult. He was fucking John Facenda. He had a good voice. He could put a dramatic flair on things. That's what he did. But I think he was more to America. I think he was a soothing, calming voice in the midst of, you know, any sort of turmoil. So what? What do you need to be? What you're saying, he was America's tit. So you could suck on a tit rather than have your own fucking feelings. Okay. I don't necessarily see that as good. The fact that the guy was audio morphine, I don't know if it's a fucking great thing. I don't know if you want to sit there and feel soothed why the Kennedys are being killed, why fucking uh, L.A. is on fire. But maybe they should have been fucking out in the streets. It's not that big a deal what he did. As a matter of fact, we've proven now 
that you can have one of these things in every fucking town. It's not a big deal. Uh, Tom, Tom in New York, you're on the Fez. I still got my eye on you, Rod. I got my eye on you, Tom. You know, I agree with you 100%. It's not like the other anchors of the day were lying to us and telling us outlandish stories. Thank you. He was so trusted. David Brinkley didn't come on and fucking say, oh, by the way, dogs can ride motorcycles. Trust me, I'm David Brinkley and hop off the air. He was telling the truth, too. Everybody was telling the fucking, their version of the truth. He was no fucking different than any other guy. Uh, John in Nebraska. Yeah, I, I think that you just nailed it there. He was just an everyday Joe and, uh, you know, didn't sugarcoat anything. And, uh, he was, you know, he's looked back upon fondly because everybody today really stinks. You know, but uh, if, in fact, the only reason why everybody stinks is because you have more of them. There's more people doing the same gimmick. But, That's all it is. But concre uh, Concrete was a uh, groundbreaker. It was still a fairly new medium TV. So what? And he brought us the evening news. So what? How's that different from the first person on Pal Talk? The first Twitterer? Who gives a fuck? He's a pioneer. He's not a pioneer. He was just happened to be there. He didn't invent any of the technology. He happened to be standing in front of the technology. Um, here is Chris in PA. Chris. Yeah, judge's importance on how important his job actually was. was. The thing is, is you don't really need TV nightly news because you can get it from the radio or the newspaper. The guy was just there. I mean, sure, he might have been great at it, but like you say... It's, it's almost like when people... Um, Make a big deal about Milton Berle. Mr. fucking Tuesday night or whatever they call him. That's because he just happened to be there. He wasn't necessarily a funny person. No one's ever said that Milton Berle was funny. He just got the job before anybody else. Um, all right, here, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Greg, Greg in New Jersey, you're on Fez. Yeah, hey, Ronnie, I don't know if you realize this, but Cronkite was instrumental in starting the History Channel back in 85. The what? The History Channel. And who started Ovation? Who started Bravo? What did he do? Shoot fucking satellites in the world? Oh. In the air? No, he didn't do shit. They put his name on it. Again, I'm not fucking attacking the guy. Uh -huh. But to act like he's a pioneer, like you said, Fez, right. is just repeating what you hear everybody else saying all weekend. And all weekend long, I'm like, tell me what he did. Now, was he probably more of a reporter than what we have now? Yeah, he was, because he started as a reporter. And the people that we have now basically start as attractive people. That's the only real difference. But I don't, you know, they act like somehow he was tied in with the moon landing. Well, he just said, a man has landed on the moon. You know your fucking dumb brother-in-law could tell you a man landed on the moon. You don't really fucking need Cronkite for that. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. And why I'm busy taking the piss out of people. Let me just make this statement and get it out of the way. Tom Watson is a worthless old shit-licking choke artist. You fucking wasted my Sunday.
You're Sunday. He wasted Thursday through Sunday. Yeah, that's for when me. you started texting me. I texted you Friday night. Now, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I wouldn't even get involved in it until <laughs> fucking Sunday. I, I shouldn't have roped you in. I apologize because I feel like I was raped. I was pulled. Oh my god, my whole world is over because of this sixty-year-old. You know what I, I fucking love though? Uh, there at the end, as he's shitting the fucking bed, uh, like an old man. That he really looked like he was in the movie Fargo. He just sat there and had that crushed look, and it looked like he was going to try to dive out the bathroom window while they were holding on to his feet. It was. It was totally brutal. I can't believe it even happened. And afterwards, he's like, well, I, I don't know what to say. I guess I have to go back to my higher power. So what that sounds to me like is, you know, he's... He started drinking somewhere <laughs> on the fucking 17th hole. That's what I'm saying. He's going to look into it, I'm sure. If I was him, I spent two days of fucking hard drinking before I hired Power Dead Shit. Um, here is uh, Rick. Rick in St. Louis. You're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, buddy. Good morning to you. What do you got Clark for Knight was nothing more than the original Ron Burgundy. He read from a piece of paper. Go That's fuck it. yourself, San Diego. It's really not that big a deal. And if somebody would have wrote, go fuck yourself... Cronkite would have read it by mistake. Uh, Matt in Arizona. Matt, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, Ichiban. Yeah. You got Ricky Hatton, who's no longer going to be uh, disappointing us with a loss. He is going to be retiring because he got his ass kicked too much by Manny Pacquiao. Uh, he's got some kind of uh, brain damage. Yeah, they're saying after the scan, after being knocked down three times, uh, after Pacquiao coming back, that uh, he shouldn't be taking too many blows to the head. So, All right, let's try to do this really sad. Are right, you ready? There's only one Ricky Hatton. Only one Ricky Hatton. He's walking around, talking around, living in a Hatton wonderland. Uh, Mike, Mike, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, yeah. You know, Cronkite, to me, he kind of falls into the same category as the Stones. You know, they had the right sound at the right time. They were kind of the first of a kind. But Mike, the here's the difference. The Stones, they, they had, something. the Stones had more than two other fucking bands to compete against. And the Stones wrote their own material. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Big Ray, Big Ray, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Ronnie, how you doing? Cool in the gang. Listen, Cronkite's daughter went to Woodstock, and he had a cool sailboat. I think that means something. And Cronkite was a rich guy. I don't take that away from him. He was a uh, uh, a wealthy guy. Uh, I think that his... Uh, didn't his daughter even date famous people? Um, I'm not sure on that. I think so. That we're always going through like the vineyard or something like that. There you go. Where they lived. You could have been Cronkite. When you came up, they were always going through the vineyard or something like that. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, big, big story here. Uh, Paula Abdul was heartbroken because American uh, Idol producers treating her like a worthless old cunny. Everybody else is getting re-signed but Paula Abdul. Now, straight up... Uh, Paul Abdul needs to be taken care of. Let me go over here to Chris Stanley. Uh, he's our uh, young hipster man on the street. 
Chris, can this show survive without Paul Abdul? Oh, definitely not. You need her crazy fucking bullshit to get it into the papers. Because there's always something every season with how high and fucked up she is. And it's just great to watch. It's going to ruin it for everyone else, I think. Yeah. All right, I got this sent. Uh, Fez is not like my concrete. He's more like my Hanks Kingsley. He ought to sell a Fezicizer. Looks like somebody's been watching the Larry Sanders DVD best of pack. Which, by the way, I have a problem here. Why wouldn't they put all the fucking episodes... On the DVD thing. Why only some? I have no idea because they're missing great episodes. They're missing when Vince Vaughn egged Hank's car. I mean, Love that one. This is important shit. And Larry Sanders, I'm pleading with you. Please put all the seasons out. Well, Larry Sanders is not a real person. You'd have to talk with Mr. Gary Shannon. Okay, Gary. Or we could talk with uh, Fez. Hey, now. Watley. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Jeff in Rochester. Jeff, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, do you remember when Eric Severide was reading off that teleprompter? It's one of the first. Oh, we lost you, bro. Uh, yeah, I think Eric Severide fucked up and said some curse word, but way late in his career. Yeah, he was. You know, he's a much, much older guy. Um, here is, uh, Bill. Bill, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, big ass twenty nine seventy five, my buddy. What do you say, pal? Hey, I got uh, out your uh, friend Monday, and I got an itchy bomb for you. All right, hold on, let's go to. It's out your friends Monday. Out your friends Monday. Out your friends. Out your friends. Fez Watley started this a couple weeks ago by outing his friend Sheepy, and it's just it's catching on like uh, uh, you know just fucking gangbusters, and everywhere I go. People bringing up to me how much they're loving out your friends Monday. Uh, Bill, what do you, who you want out today? I want out the entire New York Mets uh, baseball team for uh, shitting the bed in uh, Atlanta this weekend. While your world champions went down and took care of business in Florida, they're now up uh, six games and running away. Uh, let's say this: uh, the modern day Nostradamus, Eastside Dave McDonald, told us just a few weeks ago the New York Metropolitans. We're not going to be in it this year. Kaput. Kaput. And not only... Would you say kaputski? I'll go with... Uh, yeah, I'll put <laughs> a little Polish into it. Hank, you agreeing with him? Ah, uh, yeah. Mets are, uh, Mets are a complete disaster. How's the look around cafe come along? You still going to be doing that? Where you and your food <laughs> going on an adventure. Good idea. Fuckers. Hank got screwed over on that one. Fuckers. Well, look, you got the show and I got dick. Is that great for you, Larry? <laughs> How about the episode where Pat Sajak had him try out to be a game show host, and he started sexually harassing the women contestants? Fantastic. Hank Kingsley <laughs> is the best fucking thing that's ever happened to that shitty TV box that Walter Cronkite raped for 15 years. <laughs> but in terms of the Mets, they're I'm not Walter Cronkite, and that's the way it was. I sound like your grandpa. <laughs> I'm nobody. And that's the way it was. He was the nation's grandpa. He was the guy that you would want, if you found out your dog had died, you would want him breaking the news to you. What? When did he ever break news that a kid's dog died? No, he was that soothing. Who needs soothing? Are we fucking adults? Are we children whose dog died? 17 Vietnamese women slaughtered in Vietnam. But don't worry. <laughs> Listen to my voice. Don't focus on the news. 
focus on my vocal cords. A man lit himself on fire outside the White House today. I'm Walter Cronkite, and something happened so gigantic that I just took off my glasses. Big fucking deal. Big motherfucking deal. And all these people sit around talking about how wonderful it is, and they all happen to do the same exact job as him. This is the fucking dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm telling you right now, Yogi Berra made more of an impact. Uh, what happened to the Meet the Mets this year, though, Dave? The problem with the Mets is not only do they suck, they're doctors, they have the worst doctor medicine staff in the history of baseball all these guys are like hey reyes he has a hamstring he'll be out in a couple weeks now we're hearing he might not be out at all bell uh, uh delgado he's he's gone for a month he's out for the year they keep having they're as bad as doctors as cronkite was to anchorman <laughs> here's james and pa james you're on the run face show he was great hey, buddies, how you, doing? you gotta how be you able doing? to convince people fez and all you're doing is saying the same stuff as the weekend people we already got your point of view. You got to give us something new, James and PA. Hey, buddies. Yeah, listen. I, I was a little too young to ever see Cronkite on TV, but I mean, I, I used to be a journalist. The only thing I can imagine, all right, all the reporters that we have now, all the people on TV reading news, they watched Walter Cronkite growing up, so they're making a big deal out of it because this was their. Uh, all right, but here's the deal: if you want to make the world a better place, you should leave it better. News blows now. He's handed over to a bunch of scratching fucking monkeys. What's the fucking big deal? This is all it is. It's a pop culture thing. Period. You remember the Kennedys. You remember Martin Luther King. The Vietnam War. Watergate. And he happened to be fucking standing next to them. He did nothing. He just said their names. He's no different than yourself, as Hanks Kingsley. I can't believe that Cronkite didn't try to start selling the Cronkite anizer or the garden weasel. I can't believe that he wasn't up there uh, rocking the garden weasel. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's something, actually, to be proud of about America. Uh, Forty years ago today, man lands on the moon. Big Neil Armstrong um, fucking trips, falls off of a fucking uh, thing, lands on another body. First time a human being ever bounced around on anything but Earth. Now, Cronkite uh, sat at home, uh, ate sandwiches, and watched on TV like everybody else. But we got to the moves. And it's uh, really... Uh, it's really... An interesting thing, you know, this whole thing with Cronkite dying, actually, the Woodstock, 40 years, blah, blah, blah. It's coming up to what did the 60s fucking mean? Uh, and people are still trying to get a grip on that. But the fact, after 40 years, the world hasn't done anything 190th as cool as landing on the moon is a fucking... uh is a ridiculous statement to say. Now, I, I've talked about this before. I not only, not only think that this was the most significant thing that the United States has ever done, putting a man on the moon. I think it's the most significant thing that human beings have ever done. 
And I don't even know if I got a number two. I don't even know if I guess I might go to Magellan or something like that going around the wor uh, world. But the explorer in us uh, hasn't been taken care of now for 40 years. And if you go back and watch this, as soon as we got to the moon, people got, went, eh, you know, that's enough. We don't want to. We don't want to keep going up there. If you watch that Apollo thirteen movie, they right away started having problems collecting cash to do more stuff because people, uh, you know, bitch off about. Well, we've already done it. Who cares about rocks? But that ex exploration thing, the thing that keeps us fucking um, human beings and not animals, that to me is uh, the most impressive thing of all. Uh, that we were able to get off of this planet and fucking for once in all these fucking billions of years do something. Do one fucking thing that is cool. Mike in New York, you're on the Run of Face show. Hey, Ronnie, I got an interesting story for you. Not about Apollo 11 when they actually landed, but the mission before, Apollo 10. Yeah. They sent they sent those guys to the moon in order to test the 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 um the moon lander. Basically what they had to do was disconnect from the the main base, the main um carriage where the people were in, disconnect from it and then reconnect to it. And in order to make sure that these guys were not tempted to land, they only gave them enough fuel just to disconnect and reconnect. So if they did the landing, they would have been trapped on the moon. Would you Would you have been tempted to land on that? Well, first of all, you know, those guys, those fighter pilots who are our original astronauts. They're crazy. Yeah, They're crazy they are beyond fucking crazy, even before they got to be um, astronauts. These guys were always test pilots. So it was like, We've invented this new kind of plane. We hope it works. Why don't you take it up high as you fucking can and as fast as you can? So this is what they were always about. And many of these guys, even when, you know, they would be, you know, if you watch the Apollo 13 thing, uh, when, you know, they weren't sure about how they could return, blah, blah, blah. And none of those fuckers seemed to freak out about it. You can't even imagine people now just not screaming up uh, like a bunch of fucking girl. Uh, here is Chris. Chris, you're on Run Fez. Hey, buddies. Uh, do you realize there's still conspiracy theory nuts out there that believe we never landed on the moon, that actually it was all shot on a soundstage out in Area 51? If you go online to uh, YouTube and so forth and Google land, uh, moon landings, you'll see some of these whack job... Uh, Dude, they're the same kind of retards who think that Bush is the one who knocked down the towers and there's something called space snakes that the uh, government is keeping away from us. There are a lot of wacky, stupid people. Kyle in Colorado, you're on the Run of Face show. Yeah, I got Out Your Friend Monday. It's Out Your Friends Monday. Out Your Friends Monday. Out Your Friends. Out Your Friends. Friend. Kyle, you're on the run of Fest show. What is, uh, who, who you outing? Well, I ain't got no friends, so I guess I just have to out myself. Just another fag trucker. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Fez Watley started out your friends Monday a few weeks ago when he outed Sheepy, and it's been going gangbusters. All right, let's get back to these things that America has done and the world has done. 
let me go over to the young hipster, Chris Stanley. Chris, what is the absolute coolest thing that's ever happened during your lifetime? I guess the rise of the Internet. I, I grew up, I guess, when I, I was born when it first started, and now I'm growing up into the first Realize you can it. trace that back to the fucking um, the, the original astronauts, to NASA. Really? Satellites. Oh, shit. Computers. It all came from that. That's yeah. That's what. That's what uh, it all started with. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Here's Zach in Florida. Zach, you're on Fez. Uh, what do you got? Hello. Yeah. Hey, uh, Ron. I, I'm just I'm just curious about the distance to the moon. It's approximately two hundred fifty thousand miles. Yeah. And they said they covered it in three days, which means they had to go five thousand miles per second all the way there. And five thousand miles per second all the way back, but uh, I, I don't per second five thousand miles per second to get there. Explain? Do you have? I don't know. I mean, uh, well, there's no resistance once you get to space. Well, there's no resistance, but what I'm saying is still to achieve this, those speeds for three for three days. And so, back. so you're one of the people who thinks they faked the moon landing? No, I'm, I I don't think that. But what it just makes me wonder. Because uh, you know my dad's been driving trucks for twenty, you know, for over twenty years, thirty mm -hmm. years, and he's he's driven about three or four million miles, and that took him that long. It took him thirty years. So they went two hundred fifty thousand miles in in three days. Takes you how many? Yeah, years? they weren't in a truck. They were in a space capsule. <laughs> All know. right, talk to you later. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Now, if you wanted to take a truck to a moon, it's going to fucking take you haul, and it's going to be tough. To find places to eat. I wouldn't These do were, it. I wouldn't do it, Ron. These were astronauts. Uh, um, you know, we, we brought this thing up. Fez, in your opinion, what's the greatest thing human beings ever done? And don't bring up the 1974 invention of the Rubik's Cube. What is the finest thing human beings have ever done? I think the finest thing is air travel in itself, where you can get from one side of the country to the next in a matter of hours. So I, you're, you're giving it to the Wright brothers? Yeah, Wright brothers, to, to just get off the ground to begin with. Uh, I think that's the, uh, really an amazing thing. Yeah, but you're going to compare that with getting so far off the ground you're on the fucking moon. You're basically on the same side as me, but you stopped a little early. Um, here is uh, Joe. Joe, you're on my first. Yeah, we didn't go to the moon. If We can't even find a Bigfoot. We haven't been to the bottom of the ocean. And uh, you think that spacemen come from space and then play peekaboo behind trees and up in the sky and watch us? Ah, I laugh. Um, I'm having a tough time. Uh, going over... Um, what is the greatest thing human beings ever accomplished? Jewish buddy of mine said the killing of Christ. Believe me when I'm going to tell you, uh, impressive. Now, the greatest invention of all time, uh, they, uh, they came up with the, uh, the printing press. Time Magazine did that one. The printing press changed things more than anything. Of course, you could have to say the first guy was able to control fire. Unfortunately for him, he didn't get a fucking copyright. Uh, Mike, in Nebraska, what's the most impressive things human beings have done? Hey, buddy, it's got to be internet porn, because now I can get it on my cell phone. See you! 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. you got to put electricity right up there, too. 
just an amazing thing. That you already had yours. You had fucking Wright Brothers. You had two guys who were able to fly 30 fucking feet. That's yours. You were done. Two guys who came up with a kite. You don't get anything more than that. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's go over to Davey Mack. Davey Mack, most impressive thing human beings have ever done. Automobile. Or as we called it back... Automobile? As we called it back then, the horseless carriage. So you're basically going for the combustion engine. Well, no, I'm, I don't know what a combustion engine is. but for That's the thing that powers the automobile. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. well, because for thousands of years, we relied on horses. Now, horses might as well just be out in the woods doing whatever they want. We don't need them anymore. Well, they don't go in the woods. They go in the fields. You're right. never going to see a fucking hood horse walking around in a fucking forest or a jungle. Yeah. They don't like it. They like to be out, you know, running around in the grass. Okay. Um... You can't fucking beat that one. I mean, it's fucking strong. And, of course, electricity is, too. All these things are uh, important. And yet, leaving the planet is um, almost the, the culmination of all these things that you're bringing up. Right. Everything that we're bringing up here, as it gets larger and larger, it gets up with leaving the fucking planet. Uh, Mark. Mark, in Atlanta, you're a run of us. Yeah, the greatest thing humans ever invented is toilet paper. Them corn cobs hurt. But let me bring this up to you, Mark. The Arabs still don't have that invention. So until those uh, hand wipers finally fucking uh, take care of it for himself. John, you're a run of us. Hey there, Ronnie B. Yeah. Um, I think the greatest invention is satellite radio. Well, we wouldn't have satellite radio without the satellite. And without satellite radio, we wouldn't have O&A. And without O&A, uh, Fez wasn't able to rip this off from them. It's Out Your Friends Monday! Out Your Friends Monday! Out Your Friends. Out Your Friends. And today, of course, on O&A, Little Jimmy Day. And what was that? How many years ago was that that everybody made the big deal about Little Jimmy Day when everybody went walking over and... Uh, whack bag, uh, and all the girls came in and they had signs. And I believe it was three years ago. Three years ago? Yeah. Have you noticed that this thing seems to be going the way of Battle of the Beards, where it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller every year? Uh, it needs a reboot. Something has got to happen there to get this thing, uh, rebooted. Uh, here is Pete. Pete in Pete Town. You're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. How are you? I'm a little disappointed. Uh, I expected Little Jimmy Day to be bigger. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. I um, mean, where was a bitch. whack bag with the, the yellow uh, treats fucking thing? It all seems to be falling apart on us. What do you got there, Pete? Uh, greatest invention, maybe Fez could tell you, is Xanax. Look, to brag about uh, Xanax... When the fucking Quaalude once ruled the earth, that's sad to me. I'm talking about the big dog, the 714 Fly Commander Quaalude. The fact that we live in a world where a fucking guy like Hicks can't even eat a fucking Quaalude, uh, drink a 40, and then try to pound his head through a fucking cop's windshield, it makes me fucking sad. If we're going with pharmaceuticals, it may be just as simple as aspirin as one of our greatest inventions. Something that'll break a fever. And not... Why do you want to break a fever? Fever fights off fucking disease. 
Well, I, th- I thought a fever could kill you if you got too hot. So you think when uh, when somebody gets like typhoid or something, aspirin does the job? Well, aspirin will help. Uh, who knows how many lives could have been saved on the planet if we had had aspirin throughout the plague? I'll give you two. Maybe two. You think an aspirin could beat a plague? Oh, I got the plague. Uh, you got any fucking bear aspirin up there? Yeah, I got two for you. Okay, great. Then it should be fine. Uh, Michael. Michael, you're on the Ronnie Fez show. Hey, Ronnie Fezzy. I say it's a refrigeration so we can have good cold beer. Uh, l- let me just say this. I still don't get how a fucking refrigerator works. I don't know how you could be in that fucking thing. Those coils make things colder, and then we don't even have uh, ice. You don't have any ice at all, but somehow that box is cool inside. It's really fantastic. Here she is. Here's our girl, little Brazilian Julie. Hello, Julie. Hi, Mr. B. Hi, Jesse. Hello. I was going to say Fixer. It's a chemical that um, you put on photographic paper that actually prints out the photograph. That was invented after the camera was invented, and that actually made the image. And I think that's important. I think it's one of the most important inventions, or else we wouldn't have pictures. Um, and it's actually an answer. I still don't even get how that works. I don't <laughs> understand fucking photography. I do. <laughs> you know, if I was, like, uh, somehow cast into the past and... Uh, I don't think I'd be much help to those people. I, I'd go like this. You know, what we ought to do is come up with a refrigerator. And if they went out, I'd go, I don't know. I know some other fucking guys did it, and it's great. And I know we need a generator. I know we need a lot of stuff that we don't have. But I would not, I couldn't even begin to fucking draw any schematics to help out. All right, thank you, Julie. We haven't You're seen you in forever, darling. I know. It's been way too long, but I'll see you Friday at the Vagabond Souls Show. Oh, that's the big show everybody's getting together for. That's yes, a lot of fun. <laughs> that's uh, this Friday at the Bitter End. That's going to be at 147 Bleecker Street in New York City for the uh, Vagabond Souls CD release party. Uh, Barb, she's going to be hosting the event, the event and even introducing the band from the stage. She's gonna... even going to be doing that? That yeah. is exciting. And uh, I guess the band's going to go on about 11.30, so you can be there at the bitter end for the Vagabond Souls CD release party, Bleecker Street, this coming Friday. Uh, this was uh, texting me. The research to get us to leave the planet is what has helped us, not the actual landing. I find the research much more impressive. All right, here's the deal. To fucking get the, the research together, you have to have something to strive for. Okay, mm-hmm. the fact that we're not going to Mars now is to me just heartbreaking because it's when you reach further than what you can do is when the big stuff happens. Like no one is going to write a great fucking football play unless they have to win the championship. You're going to keep you need that goal. And as good as an athlete it can be, to just train and not compete, the guy won't be in as good as fucking shape. You know what I'm saying? The really best fucking athletes in the the history of the world have always had the best competition. And the beauty of the trip to the moon was we had the Russians already beating us. We had a cocky guy like John F. Kennedy who said... 
we got to beat the Russians to the moon. And then everybody else said, you know what? You're right. We don't want to fucking be down here. And so, and a lot of it didn't have to do with exploration. It was real fear of having nukes in space over top of us. So we took, here we can't even, we couldn't even put a man in space. We couldn't even put a fucking monkey. We're blowing shit up on, on a fucking landing thing. JFK said, we need a goal. We need something big. I'm going to go out there and lay it on the line like Joe Namath. And he said this knowing in 69 that Joe Namath said, well, you're going to beat the Colts. This is the thing about Kennedy. He knew this back in 1960. So he says, by the end of this decade, not someday like a fucking retard, he gives us a fucking actual thing. Give me nine years and we are going to put a talking monkey on the moon. When you are able to, to do that, that's when the research all kicks in. That's when you don't have guys working fucking eight-hour days. They're working 20 hours a day, focusing, everybody working together as a team. Holy shit, we got a problem? Let's solve it. And they're fucking inventing so many things. Space suits, fucking stuff with fuel, aerodynamics. There's just tons of shit all happening. How do we preserve food? all happening at the same time and the greatest minds that we had on the planet were working on this together it was fucking unbelievable so that's where the big research comes from and you know a couple of years ago when the ipod got introduced steve jobs walked out and the guy's a great marketer he's a great salesman and he says here's the ipod i've had the greatest minds on the planet working on this and it's true. It is a fucking phenomenal invention. It really is. And one that we're already taking for granted. But when the greatest fucking minds on the planet are working on how to download fucking old fog hat fucking songs from the 70s, it seems like we're not fucking reaching far enough. We're not fucking getting out there far enough. John, John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Um, I think the greatest human achievement would have to be cloning. I mean, we've taken... Uh, we can do anything now. We can just clone goats and all that. We could clone little Juliana, and she probably still wouldn't be able to walk. But that would definitely be... You I, know what? I she doesn't human. walk because she doesn't have to. Fucking A. I carry that little bitch everywhere. She's you know what you, you ought to get princess. her, though? She's a little too big... Uh, yeah. Right now, for that uh, little push cart, you got what do you call those things? For the baby, stroller, baby stroller is that the name of that it? That is it. Why you get a wheelbarrow? Get a fucking wheelbarrow <laughs> and just start taking around town like that. I, fe I fear that would look seemly. It's funny you bring that up. One time at a family picnic, I had a fucking drunk uncle pass out, and my dad put him in a wheelbarrow and fucking walked him back <laughs> to the, to, uh, to the fucking porch to throw him on a couch, and I had news for it. Even at the time there, and I'm Fez at the time, four years old, and I said, uh, "Oh, so this is what they talk about when they when they say alcoholic. This is that word I've heard before. I mean, the man got shoved in a fucking wheelbarrow." Um, here is, uh, let me go over here to William. William, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Mm. 
I think number one would be uh, a discernible language, the ability to communicate with each other with vocabulary, and number two would be uh, mathematics. Nothing would happen without numbers and vocabulary. But here's the, uh, first of all, mathematics is already a, a language itself. But the first spoken language, do you know what it was, Fez? No. Uh, any of you guys? No clue. This is very odd. First spoken language, Pig Latin. And apparently two of the guys wanted to, didn't want the third guy to come along, and they started doing Pig Latin. All right, we do have to break here. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Remember, today is Movie Club Day. Uh, we'll be talking about speed. Now, Apollo 13's been on all fucking weekend. We don't watch that. We don't watch right stuff. We waste our time last night watching Speed. I fucking hate us for it. I despise the four of us. Uh, we're going to take a, a quick break here. Back in just a few moments. Ron Fez. Friends, you say you love those fresh flowers and veggies, but uh, you're tired of the aches and the pains that come uh, with weeding? Well, I'm here to tell you, your weeding days are over. You see, friends, I have here in my hands, well, it's a, it's a miracle of uh, gardening engineering. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to the garden weasel. Can I hear you say, hey now? Hey now! Pretty good. But can I hear you say, hey now? Hey now! Ron Fez Show. Little Hank uh, Kingsley for Fez Watley. You had a big sales meeting today, Fez, where you uh, met somebody uh, with a new product that's coming aboard. What's their names? Uh, Luminance is the new product coming on board, Ronnie. Uh, new sponsor. Very excited to be part of the program. Met with them today. And, What's uh, their product? Their product is something that's going to help you with your metabolism if someone wants to lose weight. Speed. No. It is the exact opposite of speed. Downs. It, this uh, you take before you go to bed. It helps you get a good night's sleep, and it burns some fat while you're sleeping. You can do one or the other. You can do one or the other. You can't do both. So uh, people will be hearing more about luminance in the next couple of weeks on the Ron and Fez show. Mm, I bet I say some silly shit about it. I have an odd feeling. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Now, I was watching a lot of the Michael Jackson stuff over the weekend, and they also did the Jackson movies. Uh, which was that great thing. I think it came out in 92, just about uh, everything that went wrong with the Jackson family. And, you know, they just show him, and there's like a giraffe walking around the yard and shit. And I know Michael Jackson was crazy as a shithouse rat. But who wouldn't want a fucking big giraffe in their yard? It's really not a bad idea. And I was thinking, if you had really stupid Michael Jackson money, just that fucking money that just goes on like train smoke. What dumb animal would you own? I would have to get a kangaroo. Just to see that. I would probably have to get two kangaroos, because I want to see the baby kangaroo sit, uh, sticking out of the pouch. Uh, Hicks, what would you want to do? Oh, like three or four or five different pandas just fucking wandering around my You're house. You're a panda man. Yeah, I love them. Yeah, they're great. Now, uh, a panda might really take a lot of your time up. Because aren't aren't they really hard to uh, keep? Well, I, have I know we don't even have a lot of them in our zoos. Yeah, that's why I'd want them. But and if they died, I'd just get more. I'd have all this fucking MJ money. Uh, that's true. You got MJ money. What about for you, Davy Mac? 
Electric Seal. Ever since I saw one of those Timothy Dalton James Bond movies, I desperately wanted one of those or four or five of those electric seals. The fact that they're animals that have electricity in them in water is fucking awesome. Is this a real thing, Fez? I have never heard of an electric seal in my life. Yeah, I would well, make it, it a up. James Bond movie. Yeah. Uh, I'll, Why don't I'll you get up. one of those animals that fucking hand Solo cut open and fucking kept warm inside? That's a tauntaun, Mr. See, B. Now, if you were going to get anything, to me, you need a big saltwater pool and you need dolphins. And I guarantee you, I'll still be fucking playing with my dolphins long after you bore of your kangaroos and pandas. I'm talking about a giant fucking pool in your backyard. You dive in it, you got a ball of fucking dolphins with you. That is not going to be the greatest fucking pool toy of all time. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Ivan in California. Uh, I want to get a buffalo back and beat it with a stick. Tatanka. Um, here's the deal. You know who owns the most uh, buffalo in the in the world? Single person. Big Ted Turner. He owns more buffalo than anyone ever has in the history of the world. And he's come up with Buffalo Burgers chain. He has some kind of chain. There's one of the restaurants. It's just a couple of fucking things up here where you can get Buffalo steaks, Buffalo Burgers. Because he feels if you can get people that want to eat them, uh -huh. we'll keep more of them. But It'll is, be just the opposite. Is it working? Is it catching on? I mean, I don't hear a lot of people saying, let's go for Buffalo Burgers. The problem is it ain't as good as a burger. And it ain't as good as a steak. But, you know, more people are eating buffalo meat now. you got to go back to, like, the 1870s. We're eating more buffalo now than we did in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s combined. Uh, you've been to the buffalo place, haven't you, Dave? Yeah, I love it. And, yeah, I always eat buffalo burgers. When we used to go to that diner on 57th, I would always have the buffalo burger there because I think buffalo meat is fantastic. What time? What's the name of the Ted place? Is it Ted's or something? Um, I gotta check it out. I'll find out. Uh, Fez, you're taking us there later this week. Okay, I'll try it out. I mean, to me, it sounds like a guy bought a lot of buffalo for no reason. It's just a Ted Turner burger. You got, you gotta, you gotta own it though. I mean, you wouldn't want to have more buffalo than anyone. That's a fucking great thing. Um, all right, this just got uh, given to me by what's his name? Dumplings. Dumplings. All right, dumplings, come on in here. He is uh, one of my crack interns and is doing a bang-up job. You you gave me the the stuff. Fez, what did uh, Dave say that he saw in this? The electric seal. Now, that's what I heard. Uh, dumplings has brought me electric eel. Electric <laughs> eel. Now, we've is that what you meant, Dave? Uh, it probably was, yeah. Because yeah, there's no such thing as an electric seal. It would there be nice. Is, there is an electric eel, okay. you mongoloid. Well, what's the difference between eel and a seal? All right, yeah, it was electric eel. Yeah, the seals are fucking great. I might even get some uh, in that big saltwater pool that I'm having uh, that I'm going to have constant dolphins. They'll electrocute the dolphins. Be careful. J and D.C., Hey, Ronnie, i got to say an ostrich. And if you sit back and look at an ostrich, there's nothing more fucked up looking than that. You know, you would hear this during the day. Honey, honey, look out the window. The ostrich just stuck his head under. I mean, everything that you fucking hate about Michael Jackson, the guy was right to have stupid pets. That makes a lot of fucking sense to me. John, you're on Ronnie Fez. 
Yeah, Ronnie, uh, first thing on my list is maybe three or four beer-drinking koala bears. It just doesn't get any better than that, my friend. They are adorable. Have a couple uh, koala bears. You put a shrimp up on the barbie. You're having a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of people touring around today and peeking in here. Just constant peeking since the show started. Uh, you know what? Let's open up all the windows here. I don't want to pull in the... Let's just get wide open. I'm tired of everyone pulling the windows back. Let's just let them see. Yeah, widen it up. I'll start waving away. There you go, Dumplin'. All we go. We're all wide open. There we are. Everybody can now see in here. And it's like doing a show inside of a fucking zoo. Uh, Neil, what do you got for me, buddy? Ronnie D, love you, love the show. Fez, homo, say what? Anyway, I'd like to get a great white shark, Ronnie. I'd put it in a big giant pool in the backyard, and I'd add crazy money, so I'd befriend you guys. I'd say, hey, Ronnie B, Fez, do you want to come over and go swimming? And then I'd say, Ron, don't go in the pool. And we'd stand there and laugh when Fez went swimming and this great white shark was in there. All right, now, I've been to all the sea worlds. I don't even think I've seen a great white shark there. No. I don't know whether we got any great whites in captivity. That's something Dumpling might want to get on. Dumpling, see if there's any great whites in captivity. And then also, Dumpling, find out what time Ted's Montana Grill uh, opens up. Uh, we're going out for Buffalo Burgers with Fez today. Instead of all the great places that you were supposed to take us, it's just going to be... Uh, constant Buffalo Burgers. It's 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Perfect for us. Tell Dumpling he's got nothing to do now. Poor bastard. He still has a great shark, the great white shark. <laughs> Seriously, the kid, <laughs> he was finally, he's in the weeds. He's part of, you know, radio. He's having a ball. Uh, Big E, Big E, you're on the Run of Fez show. Who's going to ride I am me some lions. I am me a big head backyard like Scarface. Or either I have me a big-ass throne room with a trap door with lines in there, and I get people to come in, and I hit the button and watch them get ate up. I'm All right, so you're going old school with this. You're going Roman Empire. But you came up with something uh, interesting. <laughs> Rappers and uh, Las Vegas performers will own a tiger. They all like to have a tiger. Dope dealer wants to have a tiger. You never see a motherfucker with a lion, though. And a lion is the real king of the jungle, not the tiger. Um, I found out that the short, uh, uh, great white, they can't live in captivity. They can't. They, uh, uh, prior to 1981, they, they could, didn't keep them one alive for more than 16 days. After that, they had one for like half a year. And then very, very interesting. There's only two things on the entire planet that cannot live in captivity. Uh, great white sharks and Ronnie B. I can't fucking do it. I start going fucking star crazy. I got to have the window open. I need a fucking window open even on the airplane. I got to like to breathe a little. Get my foot, stretch my fucking shit out. Um, I got news for you, Fez. I, you know how people follow the Twitters now. Right. Uh, up to this point, I've only been following two Twitters. You know who that is, Dave? Yeah, I'll say uh, Ronnie B. I love Ronnie B. And I love Ronnie B. too. This is why Dave Fezzi is in your position. He knows me. You pay no attention to me at all. Davey Mack is paying attention to me and the show all the time. He's in the moment. Stupid, but in the moment. You, on the other hand, there's like plexiglass up between the two of you. We don't see each other. Uh, so I have now, as of this morning, I am no longer following I Love Ronnie B2. 
Holy shit, what happened? Too many songs. I don't want to constantly fucking find out what you're listening to. That's fucking not Twitter to me. I want to hear what's in your heart, what's on your mind, your hopes and dreams, people that make you mad, what you just date. But this is what I'm listening to. Fuck it. I'm done. Now, I love Ronnie B. I'm going to admit it. She's not a big Twitterer. She doesn't Twitter a lot. But when she does, it's normally something about Ronnie B. Well, it's quality, not quantity. She's a mystery woman. Nobody knows who she is. She's a mystery woman. I just got a uh, BlackBerry so that hey, I can congratulations. make... congratulations. <laughs> so that I can make uh, better Twittios. Although, it, there's so many applications on this fucking enigma of a phone. I haven't figured it out yet. Mm. But you're going to be getting some high-grade Twittios in the near future. Uh, uh, by the way, and people, why pay attention to Twitters? You know who else I have on my Twitter? Who's that? Again, you never know. Davey Mac knows immediately that it's Barbara Walters. You pay zero attention to me. Uh, Barbara Walters, today at 6 o'clock, is interviewing two people here at Sirius XM Radio. One of them, Nora Ephron. The other one, Meryl Streep. Now, the fucking ham and eggers I got for Unmass can't get me anybody that's impressive. And here's two of the most fucking important women in the history of entertainment walking in here today with Big Bad Barbara Walters. Uh, by the way, uh, Barbara Walters is like you, Fezzi. She did not like uh, Bruno. And the reason why? They showed men having sex. Disgusted her. She said it was the biggest porn movie she's ever saw. Over the weekend, big, big movie opens, runs by the name of Harry Potter did major, major money over the weekend, Fuzzy. What was it? Um, I'm not sure on that one. I think it was um, like $168 million? What was it, uh, boys? I think Fez is close, but give me exactly. 160 $160 million. For a movie, this is what, the sixth or seventh? Yeah, this was number six. These fucking guys invented a cash machine, and they just keep... Uh, fucking printing it over and over i saw it even though i had to see it by myself so i was just a gigantic i didn't know that you were a harry potter fan yeah lo i love the harry potter movie since since the very first one uh, something about a little kid with magic and bullshit i just fucking love these movies i, I thought you liked the redhead one ron weasley <laughs> now here uh is the deal here fez uh that voldemort in this la latest one uh -huh. he's up to no good oh my god is he trouble and then the other thing I'm, is, is Death Eaters. I'm just going to let you know that there's a lot of trouble with Voldemort. Uh, Ron, please don't say his name. Hmm? Please don't say that person's name. Voldemort? Ronnie! What? Don't say his name, please. Thank you. What so if I come up with a nickname? Okay. Voldemort. Stop it! It's rule number one at Hogwarts. Don't say that name. Thank All right, wait. You. So a kid-touching uh, person like you... Uh, went to see this movie. Yeah, totally by myself, with popcorn and Sour Patch Kids. I looked like such a creep, but That's I loved it. What I time loved... did you go? I went at uh, 6 on a Saturday. Man, at least you could have went late at night when the kids <laughs> weren't there. You go in prime uh, kid time. Yeah. All right, we're about halfway through the year, Fuzzy. Mm -hmm. um, even a popcorn movie lover like you, uh, Dave, and the hipster Chris Stanley, I've got to admit, this is a pretty slow year. 
if we were to give out the half-year awards, what's your favorite movie of the year? Uh, so far, it's Star Trek. That's my favorite one so far. Thank you, Fez. Uh, Chris Stanley? I'm going to have to say Tyson. That's the, my favorite movie so far this year. The documentary, Tyson? Yeah. I've actually got a couple documentaries that I like. Uh, what about for you, Dave? It is Harry Potter. I mean, I hate to is tie it. Is it because of Voldemort? Please stop it now. Okay, that name comes with a lot of evilness. Uh, but the Harry Potter movie was was really well done. It was funny. It had great special effects and a great a great plot. Uh, for me, I probably would pick one of the docs as my favorite movie of the year. But in regular movie movies, uh, Moon, I dug quite a bit. Smaller movie, not a lot of people in it. Fez, your favorite actor that uh, stiffed you in it. Sam Rockwell. He's your new George Clooney? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. He's fantastic in this. And, and quite frankly, the, the, the movie, even though it's small, now that we've gone to ten movies, this movie could sneak in. But I saw, believe it or not, a romantic comedy over the weekend that I liked, and that's 500 Days of Summer. Really? You loved yeah. it? I'm going to say it was probably the best romantic comedy Going all all the way back to Annie Hall, was or it, I may have just been in a good mood. Was it better than you just saw that into you? What's that? Why you bust my balls? I fuck. I saw it too. Stuff. I saw it too. I <laughs> I fucking treat you so good, kid, and you got to bring that up to me. I saw that on fucking demand. Don't act like I went to the movies to see that. Guys, stop it! This is what happens when you say that name. Everything. Goes what bad. name? Everything goes bad. Yes. Mm. Why don't we just call it the movie that can't be watched? <laughs> you big femme. If you want to avoid trouble, I wouldn't see it. If Fez wasn't here right now, I'd fucking out you on Out Your Friends Monday. It's Out Your Friends Monday. Out Your Friends Monday. Out Your Friends. Out Your Friends. Liam, you're on the run of Fez show. Well, I'm not outing anybody, but uh, the Hurt Locker is. Oh man! So far. I saw Hurt Locker. It's amazing. They got was, all the different sizes, and then they, they dress as refs when they put your shoes on you. <laughs> it's fantastic. I, I'll tell you this: um, Foot Locker. I was thinking of. Uh, I did not go see Hurt Locker. It's playing literally thirty yards from my house. But I think it looks too depressing for me to put myself through. It wasn't even depressing. It just wasn't good. I saw oh, it stunk? It. Oh, yeah, I did boo. not like it at all. <laughs> Who's in it? This is a, it's a little independent film, but it's about the guys who blow up the, um, the bombs over in Iraq, and, oh. and supposedly it's just so tense. But you didn't like it? There was nothing special about it. And I saw all the press for it saying it's the best movie of the year. Yeah. It's amazing. And no, I didn't, I didn't like it. didn't dig it at all. I um, thought it was great. Honestly, the directing I thought was fantastic. Here's the problem, Liam. When I hear something like this from Chris Stanley, I'm fucked. I can't go. Dan, you're on a fez. Hey, how you doing? Listen, yeah. I, I don't know if he saw the Harry Potter movie or not, but if you read the book, it is nothing like the movie. It, it was terrible. It was. There's no magic done. in it. But, Dan, here's the thing. Here's what people don't understand. This is not a book. It's a movie. As far as the book is better than the movie, you'd be saying this about most movies, only you don't read anything other than children's books. You cannot make a movie 
that has as much in it as the book. You have to make a fucking movie, and a movie is already dumber than a book. No matter what you're doing with any uh, movie, it starts out dumber than the book. Even if it's a comic book. A comic book movie is dumber than the comic book. Uh, have the kid uh, run down and get me some more water, would you please? Thanks. Because I'm just... You know how much I fucking slept last night, Fez? No. How much? Donut. Came in today. I got up this morning while I'm getting my shower. The fucking water goes off in my building. Somebody broke a fucking pipe. I came in without a phone, except for I did have my phone. I just didn't have it in my front pocket. So I was fucking pissed until uh, about uh, 15 minutes ago. Not the best fucking uh, day for me. But what am I going to do? Take the Fez Watley collar? No. I grind it out. I grind it out. Here's Jared. Jared, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. How you doing? I'm uh, Peaches. What's up, buddy? That's good. I just wanted to out my buddy Morley with map uh, construction there. He's being it up over on the Henday and Stony Plain right now. Wow, this is uh, shocking. It's Out Your Friends Monday. Out Your Friends Monday. Out Your Friends. Out Your Friends. I just don't have a friend to out. I wish I did. What happened to little Jimmy Day? Where's the? Why don't they get behind him like the old days? It used to be such an exciting day. I missed the yellow whack bag uh, graphic. I missed the yellow whack bag thing. The listeners showing up with signs. It's hard for them to get in now with the. I remember when the there would be like bands playing, and you know what I mean. We had bands playing. They gave him a cake that had boobs on it. That's that, any consolation. That's fucking great. But uh, that's all? Just boobs? But three years ago, there was like five cakes. That's true. And There, were there was, you know, every kind of cake there was. You know my favorite year? Three years ago. More cake. Uh, here is uh, Lisa in Penn's Woods. Uh, Fuzzy, that's the actual, uh, what, uh, Pennsylvania means. Penn's Woods. I had no idea. You know who did know that? Who? Dave. I knew that, Ron. The guy I'm who worried. wanted an electric seal? I'm worried about you. He also brought up the electric boogaloo, but you're not saying anything about that. Uh, what do you got for me, Lisa? Hey, guys. Um, I just want to talk more about the, the movie and the book situation. I recognize that the movie will never be as good as the book, but... The fact that at the end of this Harry Potter book, Dumbledore, who I'm sure is your favorite character, Ron, he died a horrible death, and there was a big fight, and they didn't even pay homage to that at all. And at the end of the book, it was a very emotional um, burial scene, and they didn't have a, an ounce of that in the movie. And I think that was the most maybe they wanted part. just la maybe they wanted to have Dumbledore last a little longer in the movie series because they got how many movies to go, Dave? Well, they have one more. Well, the one more movie is going to be two movies. Right. Yeah, yeah. They did kill him, but um, it was very, um, it wasn't as dramatic as it should have been. And it just, they could have done a better job at the ending. All right. Good good points all the way around. Now, I don't keep up with the Voldemort series, but Stop from what it. I understand, Dave, you are a fan. Yes, I'm a huge fan. Do you also read the it's, books? Yeah, it's the Harry Potter series. Don't uh, that's the that's the, the ultra villain. And uh, I I read the first three books. But I realized I enjoy the movies better because I was I was seeing the movies first and then getting the books, 
And I'm like, look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a movie guy. I'm just going to see the movies. There's, I'm not going to waste my time with the books. And I love, I love, I think those actors, those three children are fantastic actors as well. Uh, I don't know everything about um, the Harry Potter series. Right. I've seen some of them on TV. Yeah. Which one is Medea? <laughs> I can never tell. There's no Medea. Hermione. Well, there is a Medea because she went to jail. Yeah, I don't know what you're referring to. But Different it's not, movie theories. Yeah, it's not Harry Potter. Mm. Okay, Harry Potter is just good American fun. I like to call him Harry Pottery. <laughs> and then we laugh and I go, no, but I am serious. That is Harry Pottery. Well, I mean, there's some similarities to pottery, like magic. You know, they can create things like, just like pottery, you can create pots. and. and so pots. you you, you uh, love this. How love many it. of these Harry Potters have you seen So uh, now? I've seen every single one, and I own every single one that's available on the digital video disc. But I how many them. is that? How many is every oh, single one? Six. I, this is their six, and, and I own the other five on digital video disc. Very impressive that they're able to make six fucking movies. And all good. And... Uh, at least their fans don't hate it. And from what I understand, the worst one they did was the first. Yeah, it was because Chris Columbus, you know, he kind of a uh, hacky. Discovered America? <laughs> no, he was the, he was the Mrs. Doubtfire. I think he's kind of like a too. He's too Hollywood. And then they start getting other directors who were a little offbeat. Here's uh, oh in Texas. What do you got for me, pal? Hello. Yeah, what do you got, pal? Yeah, I just need to out a friend. It's Out Your Friends Monday! Out Your Friends Monday! Out Your Friends! Out Your Friends! What name you got for me? Yeah, Cody, down in Austin. He's really gay. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Fez, you never know what big uh, movie and TV star is going to be calling us. It's young Jonah Bobo. Hey, Jonah. Hey, guys. What's up? How's the uh, summer of baseball going? Oh, great. A lot of fun. Where have you yeah, been yeah. so far? What? What games have you seen so far? Okay, well, we've seen... First we saw... Well, we're counting the Mets game, because we went there first. Okay. And then Oakland, then San Diego, then Seattle, then Los Angeles, then San Francisco... Then Phoenix, then Los Angeles again, and then today we're doing Denver. Uh, they've uh, it's Jonah's dad and his his cousin Fez. Their plan: see every major league ballpark this summer. This is every father and son's dream. Dave, you and your dad even talked about this. We've been wanting to do this for about eighteen years. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I'm, I I I credit the Bobos are doing our dream. Jonah, what, where, what's your favorite place you've been to so far? Oh, well, a lot of them have been great, but I have to say my favorite has probably been Petco Park, which oh. is uh, of the San Diego Padres. It's really cool. They've got the stadium is really nice inside and out, and then they've got like a little beach area, like a little sandbox for kids to play in, and. The property that they own isn't just the stadium, but there's like a whole area around it, and they have like a lawn and a little wiffle ball field that you can play in. It's Petco. That uh, that uh, beach. I think that's more of a litter box. Be careful. Oh, I didn't go in, but. So what's next, Jonah? What's next after Denver? 
after Denver, I think somewhere in Texas, it's either the Rangers or the Astros. Hold on, let me look at the list. Um, okay, so after this, after the Rockies in Denver, we are going to Arlington, Texas to see the Rangers. And then right after that, Lone Houston, see the Astros. Now, when you were in L.A., did you get on the Iron Man 2 set? I did. How was it? It was very cool, but I'm not really allowed to say anything. Yeah. I wasn't even allowed to have a camera or cell phone on. Wow. I can tell you that the set was very cool. Did you get to try on the suit? No, I didn't. All right, Jonah, you have a website where people want to check this out. Where do they go? They go to BoboBaseball.com, where you can see all our pictures from the stadium and stuff, and our schedule, where we're going next, the scores of games, the the van that we're driving in, cross country. And, yeah, and pictures from... Us not just in stadiums, but you know, from landmarks all around the country. All right, buddy. We'll be checking that out. We'll talk to you later, right, Jonah? All right. Stay in stay in touch, pal. Uh, There it is. It's uh, Bobo Baseball, Fez. Uh, It really is the coolest uh, thing that a father and son could be doing. Uh, Here is uh, Barry in Seattle. Barry. Hey, Ron. I want to out Brad and Enumclaw, Washington. So cheap. So gay. It's Out Your Friends Monday. Out Your Friends Monday. Out Your Friends. Out Your Friends. It is Out Your Friends Monday. Fezzy, you started it off by uh, outing one of your friends, and it seems to have picked up steam. We're going to break here. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. When we get back... Uh, Fez Watley wants to tell us that um, he is the modern-day Nostradamus. And as you know, Fez Watley has it in for Canaan O'Brien. And also, uh, we'll do Movie Club with the film Speed. All coming up. Don't miss it. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Ron Bennington. Fez Watley. It's the Ron and Fez Show on XM202. Sirius 197. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Mark from the band Sugar Ray. And if you missed our great interview with the one and only Ron Ross, you can still take the pulse with you wherever you go on your iPhone or iPod Touch. Check it out, people. The new Sirius XM app is here, and it's free with a premium Sirius or XM internet subscription. It includes 120 of your favorite Sirius XM channels. Wow, that's a lot of channels. So to find out more and to get started, just go to SiriusXM.com slash APP. Did you know the tap water in your home may be hazardous? Not to your health, but to your appliances and your wallet. Your home's hard water creates pipe-clogging lime scale, and that can shorten the life of your water heater, ruin your dishwasher, and break down your washing machine. Lime scale deposits block the heating element, which costs you up to 25% more. That's an extra $1,200 a year in energy and wear. But you can remove LimeScale without chemicals, magnets, or salts. It's easy with HydroCare, the patented device used worldwide. See for yourself at softwater123.com. You simply clip HydroCare to your main water pipe. HydroCare removes and prevents LimeScale buildup in your entire plumbing system, guaranteed. 
If your home has hard water, extend the life of your appliances and save money with HydroCare. Just go to softwater123.com. Lower your energy costs. Visit softwater123.com. That's softwater123.com. Know why you get dark circles under your eyes? Because blood leaks out of your capillaries and pools under your skin. I'm not kidding. It's just like an ugly bruise. But now you can erase dark circles with a proven breakthrough called Hydrolyze. Hydrolyze diminishes dark circles and tightens puffiness in bags by repairing leaky capillaries, leaving you with younger, brighter eyes. See for yourself by calling for a free trial right now. Just call 1-800-516-8622. My husband, he can't stop complimenting me. People tell me I look 10 years younger. Even surgery cannot deliver these stunning results. Hydrolyze is so powerful it even helps build new collagen in the skin, reducing crow's feet and wrinkles. Try Hydrolyze risk-free and see for yourself. Well, I used it and wow, the dark circles are gone. I don't look tired anymore. I feel great. You deserve younger, brighter eyes. Call now for your free trial of Hydrolyze and experience the transformation for yourself. For your free trial, call 1-800-516-8622. That's 1-800-516-8622. Are you an inventor or do you know an inventor who would like to attempt to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to industry? Call InventHelp, America's largest invention company, and learn how to get your free inventor's information. You'll learn how to attempt to patent your idea and submit it to industry from the company that has helped secure over 7,000 patents. It's a free call, so call now. 1-800-220-9562. That's 1-800-220-9562. Call toll-free at 1-800-220-9562. That's 1-800-220-9562. InventHelp is a fee-based... 202 Sirius 197. I don't care that you really were some pansy. You're my own flesh and blood, and no, you made me proud. My son's a homosexual, and I love him. I love my dead gay son. It's Out Your Friends Monday. Out Your Friends Monday. Out Your Friends. Out Your Friends. Uh, Ron and Fez show, E-Rock stopped down uh, during the commercial break to tell me uh, that they did do little Jimmy right, uh, and Dave made them remove the cake, and the cake was in the shape of Brie Olson's ass. So... It looked like tits to me. What's that? It looked like tits to me. Why did you make E-Rock remove the cake and the signed Ace Freely? Uh, it, the cake was not too sufficient to Mr. Banking standards. Uh, there was drool, and like interns had been going through the cake with their hands. And I said, Mr. Bankton does not need any part of this. Get, remove this from the room. That's why. Those interns are playing a bigger, bigger part on the show all the time. Yeah, yeah, except for their little meddling fingers in uh, desserts. That should be ending. Mm. What's that one should remember to bring plastic forks and knives and plates? But as you say, you're the modern-day Nostradamus. Yes, I am. I called this with the Conan O'Brien Tonight Show. It is continuing to slip in the ratings. Uh, had what, Well, the Late Show with David Letterman had its best week since 2000 last week. Tonight Show having its worst. It actually, at one point last week, came in third place behind the Late Show and Nightline. Yeah, but let me guess the night. When Paul McCartney was on... Singing to thousands of people in the street. Sure, yeah. Yeah, uh, but let's face it. That's a stunt that Letterman pulled off. I don't think that's the uh, the norm. But it makes you wonder, why don't they do more stunts? I mean, 
I don't think anybody wants to just see the same basic talk shows on any of the networks that we've had all these years. They're almost all forgettable. But Letterman uh, doing that show last week when Paul McCartney sang out in front of the sign, that was fucking tune in TV. Why not do that with, you know, oh, like a Dave Chappelle or something? Let's do something different. Let's bring back some variety. Make things bigger than life. The, these fucking talk shows are so cookie cutter now where you know exactly by the bit that they're doing, you know what time it is. Yeah, well, Conan's not going to do that. Conan won't do it. And Why do you hate him so? You know what? Here's what, here's what it is. It's Conan is just the symbol. It's really NBC who thought they could get uh, get rid of Jay Leno and put anybody up against Letterman and still beat him. I thought it was really disrespectful to Letterman. They had the they had the time slot one with Leno, but they thought they could do it with anybody, and I well, see you know, it as huge disrespect. You know, it's kind of interesting, and it reminds me of the Walter Cronkite thing. When he was number one, he got pushed off TV. Mm -hmm. He got pushed off TV because they thought he was getting too old, and they they acted like uh, Leno was getting too old, and they they needed to think about the future. I don't know why they bother making fucking ten year plans for shows like that, because they obviously don't have ten year plans for their eight o'clock shows. Right. And uh, another uh, rating fact here is Conan is slipping in those younger demos. Those were the ones that NBC kept saying, that's what we really want. And now right, it's very but, close. But again, I'll give Letterman that week. He had a major week because, you know, McCartney pulled it. Let's see how he does on, on the regular weeks. And the McCartney thing, and Davey Mack knows this. I bust his balls about McCartney. But that was a really fucking cool thing. To bring um, the Beatle back and have him play in the Ed Sullivan Theater. And from what I understand, that stunt was McCartney's idea. McCartney said he didn't, if they just wanted him to play on the stage, he wasn't going to do it. He needed to do something big for himself. Um, and by the way, our own sleeves has put together a McCartney Twitter song. Oh, McCartney, excessively rich. I, the the Twitter songs are so short. Doesn't mean they're not great. They are, but they are so short. Maybe a little later on in the show today, uh, we should have. Um, um, yeah, I, I guess it would be called a medley of the Twitter songs, where we're playing it one after another, and then ending. With and in the love the and in the end the love you take is equal to the love you make. We Abbey Road the whole motherfucker, Fez. We Abbey Road it. All right, uh, time to talk about Movie Club. Movie Club. We play Movie Club every Monday. Do we have a Movie Club opening? Let's play it. It's Ron and Fez's Movie Club. Is that the old Cisco and Ebert music? Yep. There's a show. I hate to say it. I fucking missed that show. I missed Cisco and Ebert. I never thought I would say something so sad in my life that my life could become so dull that I would miss Cisco and Ebert. Uh, we had speed. 
Uh, who picks speed? I uh, am re- primarily responsible for speed. I, I'm not going to hide. All right, let me say this. I agreed with you. And that's only because we were up against uh, something that seemed even worse. Yeah. RoboCop. Has to be worse. Um, I don't know. Speed just didn't do it for me again. I remember when it came out, I thought it was po- perfectly acceptable. At one point, I was watching Speed, and I thought, well, this could have been a Die Hard movie if they would have just put John <laughs> McClane in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was as Die Hardy as any of the Die Hard stuff. Keanu Reeves... Uh, jumps on a bus. The bus is going 50 miles an hour. If it goes 49 miles an hour, everyone dies. If you can fall for that de- basic premise and not go, this is ridiculous, you can watch Speed. It seemed like I had never seen it before. 50 seemed like too high of a number to <laughs> shoot for right off the, the beginning. I mean, all they showed was Los Angeles traffic jams. Why pick 50 as this number? Well, you wanted to make sure it was speed. Uh-huh. If you picked 40 or 30, uh, you couldn't exactly call the film speed. Uh, but, yeah, already it's an impossible thing to pull off. You would never be able to just drive 50. Uh, another thing that bothered me is that once she got out of traffic and they were just driving... She would be real casual, and he would, and they'd be talking like, so tell me about yourself. The thing is, you're still driving on a bomb. Even if you were going five miles an hour, you wouldn't get it off your fucking head that I'm driving on a bomb that could go off any second. They would cheer any any type of good news whatsoever. They would cheer like the bomb had been disabled. I'm, right, that's uh, that's a good thing to cheer, though, right? Yeah, but it's uh, but it's like they would forget exactly the peril they were in. It was insane how hap- how they would go from terrified to jubilant. I well, don't think it would happen that way. Before you get involved in the in the people in the you know the day players that were sitting in the back. <laughs> Could anyone buy Keanu Reeves as a detective? Did that pull off? No, uh, and here's why. Everyone kept saying, you're crazy, man, or you're nuts. Like, he was the most conventional, all-American. There was nothing edgy about Keanu Reeves, but everyone in the movie kept being like, no, he's a whack job. He's got cojones. Yeah, they do that in every one of those types of <laughs> and movies. Like, okay, like you were saying, Die Hard, you could uh, somewhat buy Bruce Willis as like you know uh, an off the wall type of good guy. Keanu Reeves had a buzz cut, was you know just very straight laced. There was nothing crazy about him. All right, let's move on to the evil genius in this uh, film. Did you buy into him at all? Yeah, he was the best character. And and he made the film a success for me. I'm still giving it a thumbs up. And all because of Dennis Hopper, I loved him. And oddly, Dennis Hopper was lacking a thumb. <laughs> Dennis Hopper, I th- I thought he was really good as the villain. But just, they, they made him too powerful. He could see everything that was absolutely going on, including where Keanu Reeves gets his coffee and, and that Keanu Reeves would be by that other bus. You know, Fezzi's got a point here. The guy invented Pal Talk. Um, so <laughs> it was legit. Th- there would have been ways for him to make money other than this two-year set and this bit up. And being a cop, just a regular beat cop, it didn't seem like he would be that fucking smart. Right. You know, it's one thing to be able to, you know, figure out what to do with a bomb. 
It's another thing to put together the plan that he did. And he was so disabled that he couldn't be a cop. They got rid of him off the force and yet could, you know, duke it out I at the end. Uh, let's go back to this. Hit hard. Was his character based on Radio Shark? Yes or no? <laughs> he was 100% Radio Shark to me. So that made it enjoyable. Um, Al, let's go on to the sidekick and former Ron and Fez guest. Uh, from uh, Jeff Friday. Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Now, by the way, Jeff Daniels did this role in 1994. Uh, a listener emailed me this. That was the same year he did Speed, uh, Gettysburg, and Dumb and Dumber. So uh, three very, very different roles yeah. for our own uh, Jeff Daniels. Good year for Jeff. Um, but it didn't seem like they gave him a lot to do. Well, they blew him up, and yeah, I, they got rid of him like as fast as they could. It right. seemed like, or at least sidelined him. And if I was Jeff Daniels, I would just be a little bit, you know, I would be more pissed off at Keanu Reeves' character, who was always volunteering him to do stuff. And yeah, what the fuck? Well, uh, you know, in those kind of movies, you never want to be fucking partners. You don't want to be partners with Mel Gibson. You don't want to be partners. With any of those fucking Nick guys. Nick Nolte. Yeah, Nick Nolte. They're just trouble. They're just <laughs> really not fucking uh, good. Uh, here is uh, Ken. Ken, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, guys. The only uh, redeeming quality that I saw in Speed was actually when they dropped the elevator. They blew up everything you needed to blow up to make that thing fall. They're actually in a hoistway. They showed every safety to blow up. They... they you could drop an elevator if you would follow that their game plan. Uh, eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Oh, eight six six Ron Zero Fez. And don't forget that part when Dennis Hopper blew the last arm. He said, "Don't fuck with Daddy." Yeah, Just, that it was so chock full of bad lines. <laughs> yeah, that was a strange fucking thing to uh, yell out. My other, my only other problem for Dennis Hopper too is that. The way he got killed was something not even connected with the bus at all. Now we're on the third fucking transportation. We yeah. go from elevator, uh, we go to bus. Most of the movie takes place on the bus. It seems like that should have been something like that, the end of the movie. The fact that we get done with the whole bus thing, we lose all those side characters, and now we're in a runaway fucking subway. A subway in Los Angeles, too. Yeah, you, well, there is one there. But you just really don't fucking care anymore. Well, I had he, to remind myself that there wasn't a bomb on the subway, too. I mean, there was. Just, but, St. Sandra Bullock. Well, yeah, but once once that was taken care of and they were still speeding and and the only thing that works is the gas pedal. Keith, you're on Manifest. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. i got a question for you. Why did Dennis Hopper hold the phone on the wrong side of his head the whole movie? Well, I think it was because his uh, good hand was blown up. Here but, is yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he, it was. he had to go across. And when the train speed scene, what? How did it help them to speed up the train to because, jump the tracks? Yeah, that was the confusing. It was the exact same scene again. It, 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 it wasn't good. Let's <laughs> face it. This wasn't. I mean, to sit around and complain about this, right? It will sound like four retards. <laughs> you either jump in and you enjoy it, or you go, "I don't watch these kind of movies." I forgot that they ran the bus into an airplane for no fucking reason during the. What if there were people on that plane? <laughs> like, and everyone's like, "Yeah." Well, we know there was at least a pilot, right? <laughs> you know, at the very least, there was a crew up there. 
So, yeah, we did have deaths. And it, it's, you know, I can't speak for Los Angeles. But in New York, our police would have shut those roads down so fucking quickly, we wouldn't have had to worry about it. Right, right. Uh, L.A. seemed like they couldn't even get behind the story. They were constantly... And again, wasn't it just almost a by-the-book diehard one after another? Mm -hmm. Except for you really couldn't believe that Keanu Reeves made it to detective. And I don't know if there's been... I think the only two fucking movies I ever really believed in Keanu Reeves is Bill and Ted <laughs> and Matrix, because he uh, starts off purposely kind of dumb in both. Yeah, Maybe you know? Parenthood. It's that small role in Parenthood where Whoa. he was just a stoner. He, he was basically Bill and Ted. I, I would like just to see how many movies he says whoa in as the years go by. But, you know, Sandra Bullock, I mean, th this was definitely her breakout role. It was gigantic for her. A and she just was just the little smiley puppy dog throughout the whole thing. She didn't a and what we're talking about bad lines. The, you tell that wildcat behind, wait a minute, wildcat. Right. He yeah. can see you. And I didn't even realize <laughs> that. And the, like you mentioned the Pal Talk camera, the thing was as big as like a 1970s ABC yeah. football camera. <laughs> and they just noticed it in the last 20 minutes of them. Oh, look, here's a camera. Yeah, just terrible. Uh, here is uh, Rocky. Rocky! You're on the Run of Fest show. All right, two things. For one, the movie's way too long. For two, when they jump the bus, over the busted fucking bridge. That has to be the most ridiculous jump I've ever seen. Yeah, it's fucking retarded. It was a Blues Brothers-esque. It's, it's retarded. <laughs> and again, when these movies come out and you don't give it two thumbs up and you just act like, well, this is stupid, all your friends get mad at you. But then as the years go by, you guys talk like this. Hmm. If the movie came out today, you'd be buying into it. Oh, yeah. It I just always it bothers out. me that people decide... After the fact, is starting to smarten up. Brian, you're on Fez. Uh Yeah, I'm not going to say that the movie was good, but I did want to point out a lot of the uh, symbolic uh, apocalypse references that I actually thought were kind of cool. I uh, give it to uh, me. If you notice, the uh, the caveman uh, is, is like a the bus driver is like kind of like a caveman looking guy, and everybody on the bus is like a different cultural reference, and they're all like heading towards the end of the world kind of thing. And at the very first of all, end, let me just say that you're a racist for calling the guy a caveman. He looks. Like, he's got, like, that furrowed brow. I mean, he just had that kind of a look. African I don't know. Saying, like, the evolution of humanity. And, uh, I know you're calling from Virginia, but in cities, people are of different backgrounds, particularly ones that are taking public transportation. Yeah, but there's one of each kind. And then at the very end, if you see uh, the, the movie uh, that's on the... the uh, at the end credits is uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, so it's sort of like the evolution of humanity. I mean, they picked the guy that kind of had a kind of a caveman looking. Uh, he just appear. had a, a different haircut. There was nothing. It was Geico <laughs> caveman about him? All right, this uh, just got uh, handed to me by my uh, intern, and this kid's crack. Dumplings. Dave. Dumplings may be the all-time best, uh, and he's come up with a site. It's just simply called Movies Keanu Says Woen. Uh, Bill and Ted's. Uh, Excellent uh, adventure. Uh, he says uh, when the time travel machine first fell, falls out of the sky, he says, whoa. <laughs> uh, and that means hmm, you don't see that every day. <laughs> um, point Break, another 
one of our favorite films. Um, he says, whoa. Uh, although he means, although I'm doing part of this as my law enforcement duties, I believe that I'm actually enjoying myself. <laughs> so it's a different kind of whoa. Yeah. Uh, in the film Speed, 1994, he says, whoa. Uh, what he means there is, please stop my descent. I've reached my destination. <laughs> that is, of course, when he was uh, uh, riding around on the speed. Devil's Advocate, 97. Um, he says, whoa. Uh, what he means, two hours of uh, exposition for this Dallas ripoff. Well, it kind of was. Also, The Matrix, he says, whoa. Um, so there's all the films that he's out there uh, rocking. And rocking it hard. Steven Strong Island, you're on Hey, boys. Listen, it's nice to see that Johnny Utah got a job after letting that guy go. And now he's a bomb guy? It was great. Yeah, that and part of it was, was great. It was good to see Johnny Utah had a future uh, in law enforcement. Dan in Florida. Yeah, that was my first time actually seeing that movie last night. And one thing I did like is... Um, Sandra Bullock's character wasn't so over the top screaming at every turn and, you know, being scared at every instance. She was a little you know, too like late woman back. Character, like, you know, like in Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, that woman character sidekick screamed at everything. And uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll give you that, that she uh, is, she plays a heroic point in this action film. In this action film. She is not just something to be on the hero's arm. I'll also agree with Dave is that she probably should have been a little more freaked out. She had a lot of pressure put on her yeah. throughout this film for somebody who wasn't uh, looking for it. Had she learned how to drive a bus? Yeah, isn't it a little bit more complicated than just, you know, gas and brake and the steering wheel? Well, she uh, had lost her license. <laughs> so she was a person oh, right, yeah. who wasn't afraid. Because of speeding. That's right, it ties in. Of speed. Here is Bob in Mississippi. Yeah, hello. Hi. Uh, hello? What can we do for you? No, uh, I was wondering about Speed 2. I was wondering, uh, do you guys find it odd that Keanu Reeves was not in that one? And do you guys think that the role should have been played someone, by someone better, like, I don't know, Howard Stern's penis? Ba-ba-booey, 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 ba-ba-booey? Uh, would you repeat that, please? Should the role have been played by Howard Stern's penis? Baba booey, baba booey, baba booey. I am having trouble hearing you. Yellow. Call us back, okay? I'm having a tough time hearing you. Fuck you. Eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. So I hurt his feelings by not being freaked out, right? For bringing up the name of somebody. Uh, who works for the same company. <laughs> this would be as hurtful of us as if you called up going, Martha Stewart, Martha Stewart, Martha Stewart. <laughs> the 80s are over, my friend. It's a satellite age. We're all in. Keep up. Keep up. Uh, here is uh, Arch. Arch. By the way, Arch, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but they put up the name Chronic as where you're from. That's okay. Yeah, that's that not a, that's not exactly uh, what you want written next to your name. 
Yeah, we'll have to work on that. Yeah, unless you're uh, bringing in weed, you don't want to uh, read <laughs> chronic. <laughs> Not my game. Uh, is there any chance that Shane Falco ever said the word woe? No, I don't think he did, and I think that was a mistake. I think the replacements could have been better. Absolutely. So as much as everybody always runs down Keanu Reeves, there's not a lot of Keanu Reeves films that you haven't seen, well, at least on cable. He's a handsome person. Well, he, he is a handsome person. That's why he got the job. Uh, met him in Florida. Let's just say this, and I want to put this correctly. has a lot of the same hobbies as a lot of us. Goes down on the plate like a real fucking gentleman. Okay. Like a real fucking gentleman. Now, does he think about reaching into his pocket and going, you know what? I'm making millions. Why don't we do another run? Yeah. No. He doesn't. Uh, whatever gets into him is like, that was good. Now I'm going to leave with this broad. So, there you right. fucking go. Um, here is uh, Mike. Mike in D.C. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. I saw this uh, stand-up uh, a while ago do this bit. I think his name was uh, Pete Giovine. He did this bit about how Keanu Reeves has a line in every movie that tells you what his role is. And it's true. If you think about it, he has a line where he says, I am a lawyer in The Devil's Advocate. He has, I am a police officer in Speed. He's got, I am an FBI agent in... Uh, what was that one? Point Break? It goes on and on. In every movie, he's got a line telling you his role. Uh, tell us the comic's name again. Maybe it's on YouTube. Pete Giovine. P-E-T-E-G-I-O-V-I-N-E, maybe? Now, when he tells this story, does he also do an impression? Yeah, he does an impression. Yeah. And then he talks about and then he talks about how the, the role was harder to, harder to define in uh, The Matrix. Yeah, it kind of was... In the Matrix, he was just kind of a hacker, but they didn't say why. And they said that he was kind of looking for the Matrix. I and, am the one. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now, I'm not even kidding. I love the Matrix. I see it. I, I honestly think it's a terrific fucking film. Um, here is Sean in North Carolina. Uh, yeah, Dennis Hopper's character said he could blow the buzz at any time he wanted. What kind of range did this remote control unit he have have? Yeah, it seemed to be um, there was, you know, for, for us, I mean, we, we work here with engineers, and we can't pull off, uh, you know, stay on the Internet half the time. But for some reason, nothing could shake uh, this guy. And he had three complex demolition bits uh, wrapped up uh, piece by piece. Even if you if you went by cutting the hole out, Underneath the fucking, directly underneath that uh, trash can mm -hmm. would have been a major, major fucking uh, bit of work. So, were we able to find this, Dave? No, it's not there. Uh, but the comic uh, apparently has a great bit. All right, it's the Ron and Fez show, 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Fez, you said you had uh, something on your mind? Yeah, it was, um, I was in the grocery store yesterday, and I noticed that I have what I call a silent competition with some of the other shoppers. And I wonder if other people do this sort of thing, where it's like, I see someone getting, uh, going to check out at the same time I do. And so I try to pick the right line and then compete against that person to see if I can get uh, waited on, checked out faster than they are. We get in the uh, separate lines at the same time, and then I si they have no idea that they're in a competition against me, and yet I try to see if I can beat them. 
So what's going on in your head why this is happening? Are you doing a play-by-play? Yeah, it, well, basically, it's like, you know, if I see the his line starting to move a little bit faster, you know, I start the, uh, all right, come on. I, I try to cheer on in my head my cashier to get it going a little bit quicker, you know, and then I start studying who's got produce that's going to need to be weighed and specially scanned. Right, yeah, yeah, because I, I stay in the line. Mm. I do that. I make sure I stay in the line. I don't, you know, try to cheat and go to another line. So you just do this to uh, uh, to keep your mind fucking occupied. Yeah, it's kind of a past the time thing, but it's a, the but the person never knows I'm competing against them. I mean, obviously, when we're driving, there's always uh, competition that goes on, but there you actually do let the other person know. I'm going to fucking run you off the road <laughs> if you ever try that again. Oh yeah, that's definitely if you're picking uh, you're picking a lane against somebody. Am I going to make that light and the person next to me isn't? That's a total silent competition. I always like to when I'm in a cab, uh, in my head. Try and say, okay, we're going to take exactly this amount of time. It's going to take us 18 minutes to reach where we're going. And then I get very, you know, competitive, I this, guess, with myself. This got um, brought up, Fuzzy. This got sent to me. Instead of you being completely nuts like this, uh -huh. why don't you just scan the rags looking for show prep so you have something to bring the show? Mm. And that way you'll have some topics. Davey Mac, you've been doing most of the... Uh, the big uh, topics out there, huh? Yeah, I try to keep up to date with the news. The Jessica Simpson story won't go away. Uh, and now they try. At first they said, okay, she's done with Tony Romo. Then she said, uh, well, Tony Romo was done for her. Then they said Tony Romo did this because John Mayer yeah. was texting her. We had that conversation the other day. Uh, now they say she's getting back together with her ex. With Romo? No, with Nick Lachey. Oh, with Nick That will never happen in a million years. Not going to happen? It's just crazy, nutty rumor talk about Jessica Simpson. Uh, Nick Lachey, he's, he's living the life now. It, Why would he want to go back? What, how's he living the life? He, I, apparently, he's banging so many supermodels left and right. and just Well, wasn't enjoying. he with that one chick that was famous? He was, he was with uh, some kind of supermodel. MTV chick? Yeah, Vanessa Manillo, something like that. Yeah. yeah she was, but she just dumped him. Yeah, they just broke up. She dumped him? How yeah, come? She, I don't know, because he's Nick Lachey. Oh, yeah, that'll happen. He's just, you know, he's not. We still degrees. got our hot uh, supermodel coming in later this week. Yes, we do. I want Dave to take off that day. <laughs> what? Done, Why? Done. Why would you say that? I got news for you. Why? Okay. I'm going to be hiding out trying to clock uh, Merle Streep today. Okay. Love her. So do I. I just watched Prairie Home Companion because of her. She's a great singer now. Sexy and and amazing singer. She should have fucking been a musician, for Christ's sake. She's that good. Way down Mississippi River. Did Lindsay Lohan stick out like a sore thumb for you now? <laughs> that was like a half a great movie. Half of it was great. And you get like Kevin Klein. what are you fucking doing? <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, you didn't what are like you doing? That, I know. And, um... What the fuck is uh, Woody from Woody Harrelson from Cheers? Well, you you like Woody Harrelson and John C. Riley as um, the cowboy uh, duo? No, I oh. thought it was too. too it, it, it's like they got there in a time machine. <laughs> like some people were being real. Yeah. This is the way real people sing and dance and all that. 
But these guys showed up from the 1930s. I thought that was part of its charm because the whole point was that it was an out of place radio variety show. So you you would have had, you know, out of place guys. Yeah, but they still would have been from this fucking world. They wouldn't have been from nonsense world <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore. I thought that was the charm of it. It was like, you know, let's take all of the great characters of Americana and put them into this one. You're the film. only one still thinking about this. Should this be next week's movie club? <laughs> I don't think it's on. Because I always tape it when it is. Really? You love it? I do. And it's also Robert Altman's last film, so I have a sentimental reason to like it because of that. What's your favorite Altman film? Uh, either Shortcuts or Nashville. No, or, or The Player. Fuck. I'll say The Player. I'll say The Player. I haven't seen The Player in years. Love it's the first reel and good. the last reel. <laughs> really? Yeah. As we get in the middle, I'm not as crazy about it. Um, I think it still holds up. I mean, the Lyle Lovett character is great. He's this little Snoopy guy, almost like a like a like Tim a, Robbins is all amazing. The trust. In it. Tim Robbins rules. He's just fucking amazing in it, and just the cynicism of the last <laughs> scene, the last scene, it's fantastic. It's just so fucking awful. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to spoil the ending, but you know, it's not where you would think a regular Hollywood movie would go. Uh, you just say you don't want to spoil the ending. The fucking movie's 17 years old now. <laughs> That's like spoiling the ending of Ben-Hur for people. Some people might not have seen Fuck it. Em. Some people didn't see Speed last night. They're fucking Fez. idiots. Fez was one of them. It was worth the wait, I think. <laughs> what keeps you from seeing things? I just, I'm always curious about what goes on in that house of yours. Yeah, it's weird. It's like the hours just really fly by. And I think that, you know, it's like, like, uh, I thought about seeing the Harry Potter this weekend, and then it just felt too late, uh, you know, that, all right, uh, maybe I'll try it the next day. And it just, I never get around to it. You did your piano bar? Yeah, I went out late, yeah, on Saturday night. Lucky guy? No, not a lucky guy. Tried and tried, not a lucky guy. Skank? <laughs> you got go I don't think I, I was think... skanky or slutty. <laughs> Here's the fucking weird thing. And of course, you have a secret, and I don't give it. A, I don't want to give it away. Thank you. But have any of us ever heard of failure in that world? <laughs> I mean, these fuckers—they go into a fucking goddamn rest area. Think it would be easy, yeah, to have a connection. Are you going by yourself, or do you have like a wing person? No, I go by myself. That could be it. Well, so what do you need a wing guy for? Yeah, why? What's that going to do for me? Well, it's just it, may, it, it, it can relax you. And be like, and also when you're, you're with nervous? someone, you're, you're popular. No, I really don't feel nervous. Mm -mm. Well, I'm, I'm nervous at first. Like if I start talking to someone at first, that's a very, little, you know, anxious time. But once I start talking to someone and they're talking back, you know, that yeah, at the bar, then I'm fine with it, even though I don't know them. I just say like a, a, the accompaniment of another person can just it'll make Fuck you up your night. Yeah, it, but it, it can also make you. No, I don't think so. I think it can make it can make you look like you got things going on. I think I would end up being the wing person. Now I'm not exactly sure what the wing person does, but I think the uh, I think if I brought someone, they would probably end up um, getting a date or getting lucky. That, that person could compliment you, could let things out that you want out that make you look good. You know, hey, he's, you he's, on, go with he's you on the radio. Reading off your fucking, um, reading off your resume. He's on the Raisin National Radio Let's host. face it. Got your own show in Sirius. <laughs> he makes, you know, probably, you know, 800000 $900,000, a million. He can bench press 40 pounds. 
I'm going to lie. I'll bet by 25%. They may want to see something like that. They may want a demonstration of feats of strength. I would keep that out of it. Why keep going back to the same place if it doesn't work? Well, because I, it's the place where I've had the most luck. None. You've had zero luck. You've right. met some people, right? But you haven't met. You haven't done anything, so that's no luck. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like I've gotten closer to doing something at that place than any other place I've gone to. You're wrong. I haven't done anything. If you were twelve, I would tell you you're, you're buying the fucking dial. <laughs> Why don't you go out on Fridays to a different bar? If you still like Saturdays at that bar, why don't you do a silent competition against yourself uh -huh. and realize that you're losing? <laughs> I did start going to a different Friday bar. Just Here, here's what I want you to do. I want you to do a silent competition against Dave. Right. Find out who attempts more jokes during the show. <laughs> who do you think's winning? I, I would say today Dave is. Today? How about Friday? And that was probably Dave, too. Thursday? Uh, David. I don't recall those days. I didn't even get out of joke today. When Ron was talking about constraining things, I said, yeah, I heard Tiger gets constrained, too. <laughs> it was an animal and a person. When Ron said there's only two people in the world who get constrained. Thank you. Probably should have kept that in the pocket. Um, here's uh, Robert in Staten Island. Hey, buddies, what's up? It's Rob276 uh, here. Mm. And I panicked when I said that. Hey, Fez, you said back in December that uh, this year you would release the secret. We're already in the seventh month there, buddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got to get around to it, that's for sure. Okay, well, good luck. And I am making moves towards it. Like what? Well, that would probably reveal the secret, wouldn't it? Uh, I guess. All right, buddy. So I'm not going to get tricked into revealing it. I don't know. I sit next to you, and I don't see it either. Going home alone and spanking isn't a move. That'd be huge for him, though. <laughs> um, maybe you need to cut off from that place. It's just like if you go fishing and you don't catch any fish, move around a little bit. Uh-huh. Get up. Move the boat. I guess, you know, and here's the problem. I think I'm a little too picky. I think I'm a little too fussy for my own good. Where? Let me tell you something, Fatback. You're going to have to lower your standards. <laughs> That's a problem with me. Well, that and the Fatback. Hmm. Well, don't worry. You're going to have a crazy miner's beard coming in, so that'll improve everything. You think he's doing that so <laughs> Maybe, it yeah. doesn't? That's like a little... Subconscious. Yeah, let's make sure nobody digs me. No, this is in the true spirit of unsilent competition. Yeah, to beat Dave ag yet again in a battle of the beards. But you're saying you want to meet somebody, uh -huh. and you wanted to take uh, a uh, you know a trip with them in August. What's the chance? What's the chance of you growing a fucking big stupid ZZ Top beard? Is there a third option after Slim and None? Oh, man. <laughs> he, here you go for silent competition. <laughs> Dave is shooting. Fez is fucking not. Yeah, it's the same chance as a special delivery getting picked up. <laughs> oh, that hurts. Wow. Oh, it does Instead hurt. Instead of being funny, you're just <laughs> fucking pointing out the obvious sad truth. Oh. There he is. Obvious. 
Um, here's Pat. Pat in Florida. Hey there, Ronnie B. No. Uh, last Monday, you told us that in one week, which is today, that you would give us a date when the secret was going to be told, and if Fezzi didn't tell it, that you were going to tell it. Is that right? Yeah. Do you have a date? You ready to go, Fez? Um, I would say, I mean, I, I know I've said this before. I think I would need at least a week or two to be totally ready to do this. I don't believe him. Just on the day that you're ready, just tell us. Oh, we get some odd people in here. I have some odd fucking people walking around this building. And they have full security access. I went to piss. I saw Barbara in the house. She's in the, in the men's pisser? <laughs> in, the, in the building. <laughs> Why is she still going so late on the street? No. You got an arm ass lined up this week? Uh, no, not yet. Stepping down this week? No, no, I don't want to do that. I want to, you know, see what pans out with what I got working. Ooh. Okay. I see. So that's, she was saying that's what time the interview goes on. Doesn't mean it's going to fucking happen that time. Look, uh, bring me in the two, uh, bring me in both in, uh, interns with us. Yeah, yeah, string, and, string dumplings. and dumplings are here. Our best two interns of the semester. Yeah, they're the best. Which one do you think is the best so far? So far, I will say string, because he's oh. very capable at the phones. But dumpling today is probably tied string, just like a Tom Watson, Stuart Dumpling, Sink. you think you're better than Thing. I'd say I'm better. String, who's the best? I'm definitely the best. Um, are you going to lose points for wearing right, Red Sox? That hurt. I didn't even see the shirt. <laughs> yeah, well, you <laughs> so we're going to take fucking points off. I want one of you guys to fucking keep an eye down on that Barbara Walters office. And if you see Meryl Streep walking down there, I want you to come screaming in here, uh, code red, code red, <laughs> the ego has landed. Don't do that in front of her. Don't even let her know she's being clocked. But I would love to see that woman in real life. All right. If All you right. give me some time, I can maybe make it. It's Meryl Street Monday. Uh, no. Alert. No? You don't want that? It Go might ahead. tip her off. <laughs> String, you're going to take the first pass. Just walk by, see what Miss Walters is up to, see if anybody's in there. Do you know what Meryl Street looks like? I do. Okay. You just <laughs> calmly walk down. Okay. You got my cell phone number? I don't, but I can get it from... Uh... Everybody should have my cell phone number at all times. Well, you can call Dave. Still. Yeah, call me. Call Dave. Okay. Just, just come back here as easy as you can without causing ruckus. Go now. All right. Go now. You're going to be first. I'm going to send you both at different times. Yeah, this is fucking true. Barbara twittered that that's going to be on at 6 o'clock. But did she ever do live? No. No. Mm -mm. And uh, who already saw her down at the bathroom, you? Yeah, I saw her at the bathroom. Um, I have a spy report. What's that? I don't think anyone uh, has this. Hold on. Spy report. Spy report. Another celebrity death? <laughs> well, Beastie Boys have canceled all dates because Adam Yauk has cancer. Wow. I don't know what's going on, but it's not a good time to be a celeb right now. No. Stay far away from Axis Hollywood. Uh, the Franklin Court news uh, yesterday, uh, he wrote the Angela's Ashes book, which is just, uh, you know, it's really one of the great stories because here's a guy who's just a school teacher and on his retirement 
writes up uh, a book that just connects with everybody who reads it. It's really a fantastic memoir. And it's a memoir of a non-famous person. Because I'm forced, because of interviews, to read the worst bios that you've ever fucking read in your life. And to have one of a guy that you've never heard of before. It sold something like 5 million copies. Mm-hmm. You know how many they printed it first? No. 25,000. <laughs> nobody was rolling this book out like it was going to be a major book. Um, so really, one and, and not only did it, it was a huge seller, I mean, it was a Pulitzer Prize winning book. It was a piece of literature, a piece of art. I have a spy report. Oh. Spy report. Spy report. Meryl Streep and Nora Ephron are phoners. They will not be here. Motherfuck. Oh, Barbara. Oh, Barbara. That's a, Come like on a, in here, String. It's like a false tweet. I gotta get a new Twitterer. What's the story, String? How did this happen? Oh, she's not there. There's nobody there. It's totally empty. You know what else is empty? My fucking expectations. This is why, you know, I have very few people that I would consider uh, that I put on that level. That you put, that you got like a Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah. uh, A Woody Allen. A David Bowie. Meryl Streep is one of the few females that fits into that. Where you go, she's fantastic. I just want to see her. Not bother her. Not go running up and tell her her work has done something. When it comes to Meryl Streep, I am her ver- vision of I Love Ronnie B, the Twitter. Oh. Not the I Love Ronnie B, too, where I just fill up the internet with fucking more dumb songs. <laughs> but the I Love Ronnie B, the original. She's arguably the greatest actress of all time. It's not even an argument, I brother. Mean, yeah, it's not an argument, There's but no I one threw who it out there to be safe. And talk about that. It's just done. I did see somebody with a water bottle walking by. looked like an intern. looked like they might be getting ready for something. There are people in the production booth behind. Interesting. Water bottle, huh? <laughs> Keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on that. And let me know if there's any more movement. You are falling behind dumplings so fast. Well, they're, brought, they're bringing stuff into the production booth behind the, the fishbowl. Can I tell you something? You're a guy. You, you write screenplays, right? I'd like to. Can you imagine if this is the plot? This is the plot point. I saw an intern with a water bottle. So we know the killer likes water. <laughs> He's parched, you say. I'm sorry. Uh, All right. Yeah. I right, look up Miss Walter's uh, Twitter. This is the beauty of Twitter. These, these celebrities now let you stalk them. You are permitted to stalk them. Because when do you ever find out someone's going to be, you know, doing something? How did you hear Phoner? Pepper. That was from Liam. You called him? He texted me. He, he's listening today? Yes. That makes me feel crazy. I sound like a nutty person. Why did you just go to Baba Wall? wall? <laughs> you went to Baba Wall Wall and thought that you had a Twitter account there. I can't spell Barbara. Her, her <laughs> Twitter is Barbara Walters, right? Right. Barbara. Not Baba Wall Wall. Barbara. <laughs> hey, I'm very embarrassed down in front of Liam that he I'll just happens it. to be listening to the show and hears me saying, I want to fucking swing down on one of the guests. 
just to see. It's Barbara J. Okay. Dumplings, you're moving up all the time. You're not as stupid as that string with his crazy, I saw somebody uh, with water. Uh, here's uh, Tony in Wisconsin. Hey, Ron, I want to help my friend. Uh, it's Out Your Friends Monday. Out Your Friends Monday. Out Your Friends. Out Your Friends. Yeah, I want to help my friend uh, Dan. He's a log truck driver up here in Wisconsin. All right, thank you, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's what Barbara J. Walters had to say. Uh, got home late Sunday on The View Monday, and then Sirius Radio 6 to 7. Guests Meryl Streep and Nora Ephron. Fun, but I'm rather tired. Huh. Uh, I can understand that. Yeah, she's busy. Why can't I be fucking tired from talking with Nora Ephron and Meryl Streep? She only follows uh, four people, does Barbara. Uh, here is uh, Paul. Paul, you're running Fez. Yeah, um, I'm not even gay, but Fez, if you want me to, I'll drive up there in New York and I'll go ahead and fuck you. That way we can get your secret out that the only people who don't know are in a vegetative state in the hospital. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, now, this is Joy V. Behar. She says, saw Bruno this afternoon with Steve. We laughed out loud, but others were weirdly not laughing. Why? Interesting point. I saw on the Friday, Bruno, that he had dropped 80% from the week before. So the word of mouth wow. is out there. We are not uh, uh, spreading the good word about the Bruno. I haven't seen it. Did any of you guys see it yet? Yeah, I saw it uh, opening weekend or whatever. You didn't like it? It had a couple very funny parts, but overall it was a much weaker movie than Borat. Mm. Uh, Fez, are you ready for a, a you know... A pity fuck? Uh, no, I do, no, I am not ready for a pity fuck. Especially from Paul from Mississippi. There would, have, there would be banjo music playing. You should be able to take banjo movie music by this time. I know that if I lasted as long... And really, you're holding a record right now. As the oldest virgin. The oldest living virgin. I'm sure that you could count a dead baby. <laughs> as. And this is a complete shoot. So... The nerves are there for you, I guess, huh? Uh, yeah, the nerves are very much there. Mm. Yeah. I'm really not sure what to expect in an intimate moment. I think that your fucking nuts are going to explode. <laughs> I would hope not. See, that would be embarrassing. And plus, for the field that you're going into, I think intimate's the last thing you got to worry about. Yeah, I mean, you can be the guy who does, you know, things if you want. Well, there's some performance anxiety that I'm worried about. I'll get you some Viagra, some Cialis. It's not a problem. That'll end up blowing out a stent. Or roofies. Oh yeah, you're not allowed to do that, Those huh? Two. Yeah, I can't take a I can't take a Viagra. It's right there in the commercial. I think it actually mentions me by name. <laughs> I I was just watching the ESPN thing here. And saw uh, somebody in sports, a baseball player, drop a can of corn. <laughs> and an uh, emailer wrote this. Uh, this is from Lolly Sr. It says, Hi, Ron Fez. The drop, pop, fly, the snap over the quarterback's head, the miss, slam, dunked, or the miss, gimme, putt. What is the most embarrassing? Well, right off the bat, I'm not sure in sports... I've ever seen a meltdown as embarrassing as as Watson's yesterday. 
The, the, the reason is, it's not like somebody's even doing something to him. The pressure, after three, four days of dealing with pressure, all slammed on him so hard and caused him to lose this without another human being being involved in it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just him, the ball, the course. That was embarrassing. But out of the things I've just mentioned here, what's the most embarrassing? The drop, pop, fly, snap over the quarterback's head, miss slam dunk, miss gimme putt. Dave? Believe it or not, I'm going to say miss slam dunk. Because, it's A, the dunk is kind of a showboating move anyway, so there's no reason for it. I mean, a high, a high pop, yeah, they should always be caught, but at least you know, the ball's 200 feet in the air, and there is a degree of difficulty, but the dunk, it's up to you. So the dunk is embarrassing because you don't even need to dunk. You're 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 yeah. just uh, leaping, and probably the reason why you missed the dunk is because like you were looking at yourself doing <laughs> right. Um, uh, Hicks, what about for you? I agree with Davey Mac. That missed dunk, you just look like a complete fucking asshole. Uh, Fuzzy, I'm gonna say the snap over the quarterback's head because what happens is it doesn't end there. Then there's the very embarrassing scramble for the ball, and it could be you know like kicked again or tried to grab and squeeze out. Then it just it's a it looks like a crazy Three Stooges scene after that. But but the one thing is they're wearing a helmet, so you don't they have protection from embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. also, out of all the people that we're talking about, they're the farthest, furthest away from the field. Right. Uh, you don't even hear about football players being shaken by one guy. Like you can ride somebody in basketball. You can, you know, one guy can go there ride a basketball player. Mm -hmm. One heckler can ride a baseball player enough for them to finally come up and deal with it. That never happens in football. There's no sense. There's not even like a guy. We'll just pick out a specific player and stay on top of him in football. So football, even though that's an embarrassing-looking play, uh -huh. you never really get the close-up on the guy when that happens. And he doesn't always have to stay out there. you know. Uh, I would go even further. I think in, in football, I don't think there's anything dumber-looking than a missed punt. And when you think <laughs> about it, you're dropping the ball, your foot has to... There is more mechanics there, but we just take it for granted thing to do than you know even the snap right but it looks it but you're more likely to see the ball go over his head or to see him being forced to go up after it than you will see a guy who just misses the punt completely <laughs> uh but i'm still going to say the can, can of corn yeah you just look like an idiot it's something that shouldn't happen, but I mean, you know, last week even, you know, Derek Jeter missed a high pop. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's an embarrassment. It should not happen. It's almost up there with a guy shitting his pants. It's just uh, um, really in a, a fucking embarrassment there. Here is um, Brian in New Jersey. Brian, you're on my face. Yeah, I think by all means, the worst thing ever would be missing a slam dunk. Uh, that it's seems to be. Board, you hit the rim itself, and it just springs on the other side of the court. And, and everyone does laugh. Everyone really. Do. I mean, you can hear the audience laugh. <laughs> Where in football, you don't really hear uh -huh. a big major laugh like that. I don't know what it is about football. Yeah. There's just a distance between the players and the crowd, um, because there are plenty of embarrassing things that happen in football. Yet you don't see an out. Out now, embarrassed look on a football player's face.
Tom, I'm your running Fez. Hey, uh, I think missed extra point or the missed snap where they run around and try to throw a touchdown or run into the end zone. They look like an idiot. Yeah, you do look like an idiot on that play. We had Romo missing the one uh, field goal snap um, in the playoffs. And, and that, that he... People think that could stem from his mental problems in the playoffs. And then it ter- still, it seems like he shook it off to me. He seems like a happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah, but when the postseason, then he starts getting real nervous. And it could have started with there. A lot of people are, are nervous in the postseason. Hmm. A lot of people are what I call Tom Watson uh, shit-licking fucking choke <laughs> artists. Hey, he did win five <laughs> British Opens before that, but it's true. This would have been the Why biggest story. Why waste our weekend? I know, and it, it, it would have. I heard some people saying it would have been as big a story as the 1980 uh, American Olympic team beating Russia. Well, if anything, it just takes away from fucking golf being a real sport. (laughs) It makes it more into a game than it is a uh, sport. Uh, Because a 59-year-old man can't walk out in boxing, baseball, football, (laughs) basketball. Just can't happen. Yeah, Willie Mays can't come back and do well. As great as Dr. J is, he would get annihilated if he tried so to play against Kobe. So funny you just say Dr. J. I saw him on TV this week, and he looks so old. He's got, he got very gray as soon as he got out of the NBA. Yeah, but, but I mean, he looks extra old. Like, I didn't even recognize him as Dr. J. Oh, wow. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Ben. Ben, you're on Fez. I want to thank Fezzy for starting out your friends Monday. Oh, out your friends friend I want to. Who you want out? Uh, I want to out Scott the trucker. He's gay. It's out your friends Monday. Out your friends Monday. Out your friends. Out your friends. friends. How many guys have you outed yet, Fez? I uh, accidentally outed one. Have you uh, talked to Sheepy since then? I have not talked to Sheepy since. No. He's dirt to you. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZO-FEZ. Kevin in Florida, you're running Fez. Yeah, Ron, I, I had done the same thing in baseball. My senior year for the district championship, there was pop straight up in the air, and it felt like it was up there for five minutes. It came down and bounced right out of my glove. It just hit me right on the foot. But let's it's face it. the worst it. feeling I ever had in my life. It's embarrassing to drop a pop fly in drunk softball with your friends at a picnic. <laughs> I mean... um, you could be fucking sitting there playing third base in a pickup drunk softball game. You drop a pop fly, and you think to yourself, I'm the biggest piece of shit on the planet. Yeah, well, everyone just has lost total respect for you, and it's not going to happen until the day's over. But it's like your dick just fell off. <laughs> it's like your dick fell off down your pant leg. It's a disgusting feeling. Uh, here is uh, Sean in Georgia. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, I got to say the most embarrassing thing is the missed open net shot in hockey. I saw one where the guy got the breakaway, was going down, trips over his own feet, head first into the board. See, if I went in hockey, it would always be the guy who got his ass handed to him. <laughs> uh, because, you know, there are certain guys that were supposed to be enforcers, and if you get beat up, how can you have a job then? That you're that you're the job. enforcer. Yeah, that's why well, you're the goon. I would hate to have my jersey pulled over my head. Uh, here is, uh, well, then you got to pull, pull the other guys. Over his head. Uh, here is George. George, you're on Hey, how you doing, fellas? Uh, the most embarrassing thing, I, I got to be a slam dunk 
And it got to be even more embarrassing when you get injured. When I was in high school, there was a guy all state, Mr. World Basketball. First game of the season when you're doing your layup drills, went to do a slam dunk, missed the dunk completely, tore up his ACL, never played another game of basketball mm. again. Well, celebration embarrassments are, yeah, a totally different thing. I mean, Grammatica is famous. He jumped up in the air like a little weirdo and pulled out his, you know, his fucking leg. Gus Verrato almost breaking his own neck. Yeah. Uh, Mike, Mike in Baltimore, you're on Runner Fez. Yeah, I got to say, uh, getting a shot blocked in basketball is probably worse than missing a dunk. Because, I mean, at least with a dunk, you're, you're on the offense, you're putting it down, or at least you are got the opportunity. But to get stuffed and get the ball thrown to the crowd... Yeah, but there are certain times that you're going to take that fucking move. Um, this thing came up the other day about uh, uh, James getting fucking dunked on by a college kid. Did you hear about this? Story? Yeah, I did. At his own basketball camp. And I guess it made YouTube blah, blah, blah. Well, a guy took it and then Nike confiscated the guy's video. Nike t t took it out and said, no, uh-uh. This was just a fun camp? Yeah. And but, I mean, it seems to me if you're going to play basketball, you're going to get dunked on sometimes, and you're going to get your fucking shot blocked sometimes. It just, that's like saying it's embarrassing to strike out right. or get tackled. <laughs> it just doesn't, you know, that's part of the game. It is. And and Nike shouldn't have done that. And I heard it wasn't LeBron. It was all about Nike just getting paranoid. Yeah, they are paranoid and are just so worried that anything will uh, affect money. Uh, here is John and Philly. John. Most embarrassing sports moment ever, Bill Buckner, ball between the legs. That's a rough one. I mean, it's I'm not even kidding this. It's always been hard for me even to watch. <laughs> I, there is a place in my heart for Buckner that I, I, I've never even said out loud. I just feel so bad for the guy. And he should have been taken out. He had been taken out throughout the entire season, but uh, John McNamara, the Red Sox manager, wanted him to be on the field when the Red Sox won. That's why you really can't use your heart, and you, you, and you can't take skipper. yeah, exactly, and you can't can't take things for granted, especially the World Series. Yeah, and also, as soon as the game was tied, take him out. We're gonna break here. Uh, right back. Plenty to uh, talk about, and we're going to uh, get to something big, Fuzzy. Yet there is another possible movie protest going on. More movie talk with the Ron Fez Show. You are a total prostitute. Hey, that's how things really are. You just don't know because you're this pamper little suburban chick. So are you. You've only been in 17 once and you look fat, so stop acting like you're goddamn Christy Turlington. The Ron Fez Show takes playing that crazy whistling song and it bothers me all the time. I also want to know, uh, get into this new dance craze that's uh, sweeping the country. You know, every time there's a dance craze, Fez, uh -huh. we're the last to know. Yeah, and uh, you know me, I love to dance. I know that about you. Oh, Sure. Yeah, I, my problem is I get a little winded and the dances don't last too long. But still I'll, like to dance, still I'll like to, to move it. I'll have to look into uh, the name of this dance, but um, you had a story you wanted to get to. Yeah, this is the new movie Orphan, 
And now, uh, or think. And now, adoption agencies and adoption groups are asking for a boycott of this movie because it makes adopted kids look like they're evil, demonic, and they'll come in and destroy your family and your home. You like a boycott? So this is, and you know, in fact, one of the lines in the movie that they're upset about is, "It must be hard to love an adopted child as much as your own." Now, I have not seen this film, but I gotta tend to agree with these adoption groups. It's gotta be tough if you're an orphan to try to get yourself adopted, especially an older one like the like in this movie. Maybe it is, but what the hell's that got to do with the movie? Well, the movie they say is going to scare people away from adoption. All right. Um, when you watch uh, some of these fucking movies. What was the Harrison Ford movie where the president of the United States was a bad guy and uh, Harrison Ford had to say, uh, don't come barking in here? Clear and present danger. Right. That makes the president of the United States look bad. Right. The president of the United States doesn't do these things. Stop taking it so personal. This isn't about adoption. It's about a fucking movie. And in this movie, this one adopted kid is from the devil or whatever. So what? Would you feel better if he was born, you know, that way and it came off? Do you know how many fucking times that people bring up negative stuff about witches in fucking movies? Do you know that's a real fucking religion? Right. So what? Just fucking have a movie without making a big deal out of it. Well, with this, it's like there's so many emotionally disturbed kids out there that need to be adopted or need to be taken into foster homes. No, you just said a stereotype. You said they were emotionally disturbed. We don't fucking know that. What makes you fucking know that all the kids out there are emotionally disturbed? Well, not all of them are, but... Maybe none of them are. Maybe Maybe it's the same percentage of any kids that were raised with their own parents. Stop acting like the movie has to fu- fucking be set up for all of life. It's about these characters. If you went by your way, I- I'm sure when we go to a movie that there are more bad cops in the movie than good cops. Mm-hmm. I bet more times when we watch a movie, the cops break the law than do what a normal cop does. And you know why that is, Fez? What is that? Because it's a movie! You gotta make something fucking unusual happen. But with this, I think, you know, cops and the president can probably handle themselves. Um, this is, this, you know, could affect little kids and Be- could jeopardize them making it into homes. Because people are so stupid that they think that if you adopt a baby, it's gonna be the devil's baby. Do you understand anyone who's that fucking retarded? Shouldn't be adopting a baby to begin with? Well, I think it probably goes along with these older kids. You know, where these older... uh, You You honestly think people think that the older kids are fucking devil babies? The the kid in the movie has magical powers. It's possessed. Well, they might uh, take away the effect that this this older kid that I bring into my home could, you know, wreak havoc on my life. Yes, then you shouldn't be adopting a fucking kid if your fucking shit is so... Good to you. If your fucking couch means that, stop, you shouldn't adopt a fucking kid. If a movie 
can make you think that a devil baby can ruin your life. Why are we making... We don't make fucking movies to educate the world. We make movies to entertain people. Uh, Todd in Orlando, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. I don't know, man. I agree with Fez. Ever since Snakes on the Plane, I will not fly anywhere. Too scary. Uh, wasn't there already a John Ritter movie where the kid was fucking like a devil kid? Yeah, Problem Child. Has that ruined the, the, con the, the country? Not as far as I know. Yeah. Well, then, that's then why would this happen now? Uh, according to New Jersey, you're on Um, I saw Rosemary's Baby, and it didn't make me not want to have a child. You shouldn't have a child, honey, because you, all you do is bang devils. Uh, here is uh, um, here's Steve. Steve, you're on Hey, buddy. Uh, hey, Sergio, I just wanted to ask you, how... If you're an on-air personality, can you ever back a group that wants to stop somebody from saying something? It's really the craziest thing. And 100% of the time, Watley's on their side. The same kind of people who went after ONA, Imus, JV and Elvis, you fucking name it. These are the same people who want just their cause to be handled with kit gloves. They don't even go around saying, I want you to take care of every cause. Just their own particular cause. Uh, here is uh, Brian in New Mexico. Brian. Hey, uh, it seems to me that people who are going to adopt a kid are pretty resolute in that decision. And that there are very few people out there who treat that decision like, you know, like maybe buying a, a new Toyota or something. First of all, the whole thing of Devil Baby comes into the house is as old as we can fucking get. Well, you know, that's people that have, you know, probably gone through the procedure and all the progress and everything, the process. And, you know, but if someone was just considering adoption and this swayed them, that could, you know, cost the kid a home. Cost the kid a home with weak-minded fucking people who saw a bad fucking Hollywood movie and decided to not to adopt someone. I don't think people like that should be fucking adopting kids. All right, someone wrote to me, if Fez really believes this, I'll eat tree bark. You got to swear right now if you believe in this. I swear I believe in this. What's your left hand? I swear I believe in this. What kind of fucking uh, person would put up their left hand and say they swear something? I always get it confused. I thought my right hand was supposed to be on a Bible. We haven't had a Bible in here since Earl left. Uh, look who it is. It's our old buddy, Fred from Brooklyn. Hello, Fred. Howdy, how you doing? Good. Um, also, by the way, I just got back to Cancun, got some more of those hand-rolled jobbies. So whenever you're ready. Uh, Fred, I have seen your Twitters. They yes, are sir. illegal. <laughs> you were doing upskirt work on a pool deck. He's got close-up... Uh, pictures of some of them obese women mm -hmm. uh, trying to tan themselves. Fred, welcome back. How long was the trip? Week, buddy. Yeah, I thought those were photos of him bullfighting. He loves the cruises. Fez loves to be out there on the cruise ship. 
No, this one was Cancun. I, I went to Cancun, and there's nothing better than catching people on photo when they're just not expecting to be photographed. It's the best. It's my favorite thing to do on vacation. It's great to have you back, Fred. I'm gonna get our finally do this dinner with you. I'm gonna get ourselves synced up together. Buddy, Fez was gonna buy his buffalo this week, but I don't know whether you want to be in on that trip. Maybe you're ready. I'm there. Uh, no teeth being pulled this time. All right. Uh, did you need this to be a one-on-one, -on -one or would you like to come with to, with Fez to be along? I'll sit with anybody. I don't give okay. a fuck. Because Fez nice. is gonna Fez wants to buy his buffalo this week. Could be yep. interesting. All right, so okay. we'll get we'll get in touch with you. Um, as long as he's paying, he can come. Yeah. Thirty years ago, uh, the Omen Two didn't they adopt a fucking demon child? Yeah. I mean, this old news already, and, and and these people who are getting attention just by finding something close to the, and it's and it's always people that are non-profit. Yeah, it's funny. It's true. It's so stupid, says he. Don't let people's opinions sway you. You come with your own opinions, pal. He hasn't have. You don't have any. You need a group of weirdos to tell you what to think. I'm gonna tell you this. I saw the trailer for the movie. Uh -huh. It stinks. It's not even worth discussing this movie. It's dumb. Uh, all right, Fred, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Peace. Uh, here is Pete. Pete in Kansas City. Pete. Hey, buddy. You know, yeah. special interest groups sit around like vultures just waiting for an opportunity like this to get their names in the paper. They're people nobody would ever hear of, and it's complete bullshit. See you. Well, I think it's groups that want to take care of kids. I don't see where that's a bad thing. Don't let them adopt them. Adopt all the fucking kids yourself. You know how hard it is to get yourself uh, a white kid anyway? Well, it's got to be near impossible. Mm. Well, then you're just telling us that these kids aren't going to get adopted. I don't understand it. Uh, here is, uh, oh, it's our good friend, the Daily Leader. Yeah, I got to agree with Fez. I saw Transformers, and that made me think my new car was going to turn into a robot, so I returned it. All right, there for a second. I thought he was agreeing with you, Fez. Now he's just acting like you're a dick. Uh-huh. That, yeah, that's what he does. I'm sure there will be a Transformer, a Transformer or adoption <laughs> poll up on RonFez.net immediately. Would you rather adopt a Transformer or a child? I'll just go ahead and help you with it now, leader. What happens if you adopt a kid and ends up being gay? That would be a real horror story. Oh, that would be a blessing, my friend. Well, it doesn't seem like one if someone's saying anything. I think it, the kid would be gay if gay parents adopt it. Because they create their own. All right, thanks, leader. All right, later. Peace. The only thing I know about adoption is that family that went on the Brady Bunch and, and for some reason overtook the entire episode. Kelly's kids. What, why, where did all the Brady kids go? That's the real fucking kids. And why does one got to be Chinese, one white, one black? Like the three worst fucking ethnic groups, and you got all of them. They were all the same age? Ken Barry's I'm, running the house? I'm sorry, there, there wasn't a fucking... There wasn't a goddamn fire-breathing dragon you could throw in with the rest of those kids? And they left the first night. They tried to run away. The first thing I would, if I was adopting, first thing I'd want is a 15-year-old Asian girl. Why would you want to adopt a 15-year-old Asian girl? That's my fucking business. That's my business question, man. Let me guess this. 
I bet Dave knows. I bet Dave's got it in the back of his head. He doesn't have to be asking me things. Mike, you're on a fez. All adopted kids are evil. I agree there. I'd never adopt a kid. See, that's what these groups are trying to avoid. There's only one kind of kid I trust, and that's accidents. Because I know they ain't up to anything. All right, Ron and Fez show. What else is on your mind, little Fez Watley? Oh, I want to get into that ice cream dance, but first, I know you got things bothering you. Um, there was this, the scientists in the United States say they've got a car they've developed that blind people are going to be able to use. And they will be fully functional behind the wheel of the car. I'd never get out of the car. There would be, you know, they're going to have like a vibrating vest, you know, to uh, alert them to what speed they're going. All right, what year are we talking? Um, I don't have a year here on when this Let will be guess. out. It's going to be the car drives four years. No, the uh, prototype is out now, but it's obviously not, you know, it hasn't been sanctioned by the government. But the prototype is is uh, is out. If it's so easy to drive, give it to sighted people. All right, uh, Frenchie wants me to adopt her and play a game of Bad Daddy. She's not Asian. Well, she'll look it when I tape her fucking eyeballs back. I'll tape them back to the little slits. I'll tape the ends of her eyes right to her ears. Put her in tiny shoes. So, I mean, I'm all in favor of people having things. You just heard me stick up for the adoption kids. But I don't know if blind people behind the wheel of the car is the way to go. I don't think you got to worry about this, dude. I think uh, at most... Um, and by the way, I hope this is French. It's 609 area code. Since I never put anyone's fucking name in my phone, uh -huh. I have to guess who everybody is. And that's why I like the blowhard. He signs his texts. I like people who sign their texts. I'm not going to lie to you about that. Where were we on this? Oh, and, uh, well, this is so far from happening. It's going. My whole life I heard, you're going to get on a highway... And then be able to get in the back seat and take a fucking new, uh, asleep. Right. Because the car, the highway is going to drive the car all the way down. Who you got with you? There's Baba Bully walking people around. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Gary DeBar DeBella. Um, yeah, the blind Who car. Who is it? Gary <laughs> DeBella. You can't get away that easy. Um... Yeah, with the there's supposedly a clicking steering wheel on this thing as well, that is going to let the blind person know how far they've turned. Yeah, but I don't know how that would work. They can't see the the intersection to know if they need a you know a right degree angle. Yeah, I, I think the only way this is going to uh... <laughs> did he think. I, I, I gotta stop this. Did Fez actually think the owner of the fucking San Francisco 49ers was walking through? What gets you in the game of broadcasting? What was it? Um, just the love. Uh, here is Chris. Chris and PA. Yes, I think people like uh, Fez will be able to adopt devil kids before blind people drive. <laughs> Fez, would you ever adopt? I don't think I would adopt. I wouldn't adopt. Worried about devil kids? Not so much the devil kids, just worried about the uh, the devil parent. 
Nina, myself. All right, we're going to break here. When we get back, I'm going to find out this new uh, dance craze that's sweeping. And I guess it's the ice cream dance is the name of it. I don't have all the details, but it seems to be uh, just going across the country and the biggest hit uh, since the Superman dance. It's the Ron Fez Show. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. What are we going to do? Maybe we can build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? Ron and Fez Show, Ron Bankton, Fez Watley. Friday is the big bitter end show. That's uh, everybody's getting together. Davey Mack, you going to be there? Yes. Chris Stanley? Yes, I will be there. Sounds like it's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, do we know it costs money to get in? No, there's no cover. I like that. I like no cover. That's the Vagabond Souls, and it's their big CD release party at the Bitter End this Friday. Vagabond Souls will go on about 11.30 p.m. That's going to be at 147 Bleecker Street in New York City for the Vagabond Souls at the Bitter End. What's the story with Z-Man stopping him? He finally got back to me. I was trying to I'm gonna work out a day this week for him to come in with some uh, JR stuff. Well, what's that? I'm going to try to work out a day for him to come in maybe with some JR stuff. Yeah, uh, surprise stuff. me and stuff. Surprise, yeah, Did he seem like he was in a good mood about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything's great. You kidding me? <laughs> I'm using his own money. Uh, all right. I want to talk about this new dance craze. Were you aware of it, Dave? Because I know you're a dancer. Yeah, I mean, I actually was aware of it. Uh, um, because it's ice cream and cake. Yeah, it's ice cream and cake. Um, and, and you weren't, Dave uh, Fez? No, I had not heard about this. I, I definitely want to get a video or Twitio, I'm not sure yet, of you and Dave doing this dance together to signify Beard Week 2 is, <laughs> has now started. Uh, so let's take a look at the ice cream and cake dance. And this is the Buckwheat Boys who put this little gem together. This is the, the song is by, by Buckwheat Boys. Mm hmm. the best song ever and these two little girls dancing are fantastic this could be uh the bearded joker and bearded rhythm comeback of all time i like a dance where you stay in place we might have to uh, put a fake beard on you but to put this up there as the joker and riddler here i'm over there today Getting the grunt work. All right, they're adorable. Yeah, they were. They are adorable. Now Baskin Robbins is already stealing it as a song. Let's check out their commercial. Are you Are you ready to do this dance, uh, Dave? Fuck yeah! 
You, how long do you think it'll take you to master it, Fez? I think, you know, a couple of times through, and I'll have it down. So you think you could even do it today? Yeah, I think I could get ready for this. Well, you not get ready. We're on the air right now. What I'm trying to say is if you can't pull it off today, then we'll do it another, you know, we'll do it tomorrow. But I would like to see you get a nice ice cream and cake thing going and be part of this. Everybody's got to make everything in the profit so quickly. Fun starts at only $9.99. Fun. It is fun. Uh, there's a lot of... Uh, let me see the swim team is doing it. Generally, it's black people doing it, but there's all different kind of folks getting involved. Uh, Joe, Joe, you're on the Run of Fed show. Joe in Arkansas. Hey, I'm losing you, brother. All right, I'm going to jump back. Well, you know, there's not only one uh, dance in the world. Yes, there is the peanut butter and jelly dance. You find the swim team or the little gymnast girls. Cream and cake swim team. Or gymnastic girls. I, I think it... All right, here we go. This is ice cream and cake. He's like little cheerleaders. I just swim meet. Uh, it's blowing up. It's a dance craze. You guys got to be on it, though. Yeah. Uh, here's uh, Chris in Pensacola. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Yeah. Hey, Picola misses you, Fez. Thank hey, you. that song is about four to five years old, so... But how long is the dance craze? You guys are a little uh, But when did, the, the when did the here. dance craze start? This is really more about the dance craze. Dave, what do you got on here? You're going to get us arrested. <laughs> What is this? It's ice cream and cake. It's a little girl. <laughs> All right. There's one girl riding the other one, and they're, they're much too young. Well, they have their clothes on. Oh, David. Oh, my God. Is this hot? They're 11. They shouldn't be dancing like this, then. Uh, from what I understand, the Baskin-Robin commercial is the thing blowing it back up again. I guess everyone has their own ice cream and cake interpretation. I see. So... You guys just can't rip off somebody. Yeah, because this is a totally different thing. I find a gymnast for me. But the weird thing is, it also looks like... Uh, you, should you guys do it in G-strings? <laughs> we could. I don't know if that could happen today, but, you know, that's it's it would shake it up from what anyone else is doing with it. Yeah. Will that get us blown off YouTube, or will that still rock? Right, here's, here's a little gymnast. Here's gymnasts. Well, that gymnast in the middle is kind of a big one. It's like a pumpkin. Oh, look at those little girls. Alright, turn it off. You make everything bad, Dave. Just put adult ice cream and cake so we don't get in any fucking trouble. Oh, I know what I'm doing when I get home. Put on the ice cream and cake videos. Did you miss out on your, your fucking pre-adolescence? <laughs> you realize that what you're doing is what a 12-year-old boy should be doing? It's just fun to see these girls. I mean, it looked like they were twins. Where were you first... in terms of first kiss? I know you were a late um, bloomer when it came to sex, Very right? late. I was uh, 16 in terms of a first, a true first kiss. I really? I, I made out with 
my cousin, but that doesn't count. Like I a, think I think it counts. Yeah. A was girl, it, like an actual girl who oh, was my was peer. Oh, was a guy cousin? <laughs> no, it was it was it was an older cousin. But I mean, like a girl who was my peer, sixteen. Uh, what would you consider the first kiss? Does that have to be French kiss? Yeah, I did. Yes, I do think it can't be like kiss. that uh, elementary kiss when no, you just I think press I, your lips against each other. Yeah, I think you do that really quick when you're silly and a little kid. But I'm talking, uh-huh. yeah, full out making out. That's but the first you know kiss. what, me and the uh, little girls I knew when I was in elementary school, we did used to kiss like that. But even like it was making out, like we would press our lips against each <laughs> other and just move back and forth. <laughs> Well, that's sexy, but, but what what is the what is the uh, let's say first tip? What age should happen by? I think um, the first tip should definitely be by fourteen. That's like you're in eighth grade slash. Well, I freshman. think that's even a little a little late. Really? I think, yeah, I think you're looking twelve. You don't want to be on your little league Holy team and not shit. have gotten tit. <laughs> then I was way late. I I knew I was late too. I knew I was late with doing all these things, and I just couldn't get it. I couldn't. I wanted no, to. No, girls have to be much older. Obviously, you're going to have to tramp girls to get fucking pushed around. But if you're a father and you have daughters, yes, you want to fucking hold it back. When do you think it's acceptable for, like, actual sex? Because 14 to me is the cutoff. I'm going to give it 15 if you're, like, half a fucking femme. <laughs> I don't think you it. should be driving and not gotten laid I, tr- I I was trying all the time, but I didn't lose it till 17. And, like I said, with a prostitute. But... Prostitute might be the way way to go. <laughs> I might have to do that with Watley. It was worth it. Watley, you're off 30, 35 years for most of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little off on things. Yeah. I did have that um, that kiss in college from that big girl from the theater department. She shocked you with one? Yeah, yeah, came and grabbed me, and it was basically kind of like, I think it started in a headlock and ended in a kiss. So, yeah, that, yeah. You didn't know it was coming? I had no idea it was coming. I just kind of got spun around and was in Did her grip. Did you love it? No, I didn't like it at all. Did you hate it? I Yeah, I just didn't. Did you hate the feeling of tongue on tongue? Yeah, that that part I really, really hated. I, I think despised that. I think I, I think I started to gag while we were still doing it. I'll tell you this. The, the first tongue on tongue fucking shocks you when you're a little kid. Oh, it shocks yeah. you. You're like, what the fuck? Well, I got myself it's like having it. a worm in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like a worm just took off in your mouth. You're spitting a raw egg back and forth. <laughs> well, you see, then you get used to it. You're, you're still hanging on to that as mm-hmm. if it was, you know. What are you all nervous about now? You're uh, all freaked out looking over there, and you're moving yourself all around. You got no comfortability look. Oh, I, I think it was um, thinking about uh, the next kiss. I think that's what it was. I think that they got me a little when I started thinking about how that first one felt, you know, and it was so unnerving. I don't want to. I don't want to gag on someone's mouth again. So you're not even nervous about kissing? Oh yeah, yeah, very much. Well, you you don't really smoke or anything. Why would you get nervous about it? Well, I worry. I still, even though I don't smoke, I still worry about breath. I worry about you know the you're, close you're, stuff. You're asexual, and don't fucking struggle with this secret stuff. You don't have sexual desires. See, I think I do. You're just all grossed out, even by a kiss. You're totally turned off, and he's got himself all turned <laughs> around and twisted up. Oh, man. Well, how long did it take you to get the second kiss? I don't think there has been a second kiss. Oh. I thought the Ikea was the fucking second <laughs> kiss. That wasn't... Uh, oh, no. Yeah, there was that enough. one. Yeah, there was that one. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm fucking believing any of this. It all seems like it's lies. Well, I mean, how come you didn't stay, stick with this, this but chick? But don't you think that he is asexual like we used to... When you used to say that you were asexual, yeah. uh-huh. you were comfortable with that. Right. It seemed like, you know, um, nothing was expected even out of, you know, out of myself from that. You know, I could just move along. But no, I, I, I don't think that was true. Now, granted, I haven't, you know, done anything to prove it wrong. I think. I mean, even down to the fact that you only go out looking once a week on a Saturday night proves that desire is not playing its its way into this. It, you know, when when a person has desire, uh-huh. they don't set it up on a calendar. They can't, you know, deal with it. It's like me saying. I'm only going to get high on such and such a date. You wouldn't you wouldn't really have a desire to be high. Maybe it's more of a desire for companionship than the actual sex. That's what I mean. And companionship would make it asexual again. Like guys don't sit around thinking about companionship uh-huh. because they're heteros. The, that's the whole fucking thing about being, you know, the sexual thing in nature, you know bypassing the emotional needs you need sex a person would need sex mm-hmm. sex of any kind not companionship of yeah. any kind you just need to have that release too i mean right you have to have it uh here's uh robert in chicago i want to know when the last time Fezzy spanked it see does he um probably I would say two or three days ago. Really? Mm. Yeah. Hard to believe. Matter of fact, so hard to believe that I don't. <laughs> That's true. That's really hard, then. Uh, specific person or imaginary? Um, imaginary. Actor? I mean, by imaginary, just that you... Does the person have a face? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but like out of a, you know, like out of a catalog. So that's imaginary, right? Hmm, that would be a real so person. It's a real model. What kind of catalog? <laughs> Jay Crook. Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> Nabisco. Yeah, I don't believe it. I don't <laughs> believe the story. First of all, the year is fucking 2009. Catalog? <laughs> That's 1930s. It's not true. The things that you say to us are lies. And it's just a web of lies that go deeper and deeper. No, this was absolutely true. I could show you the catalogs tomorrow. Obviously, you could go get a catalog. <laughs> tell us that you did. But you didn't. It didn't happen. Uh, Bones, you're in Alabama. You're on the Fez. Uh, Fez, he thought that tongue felt strange in his mouth. In his mouth. What's he going to do when he finally decides to smoke that cock? Who do we got on phones back there? String. That's string. Uh, this has not been Strings Day. No. Not at all. As dumplings passes him by. Why is dumplings plural? Uh, he was eating a lot of them. Who named him that? That was me. How many dumplings did he have? It was like 30. Like Chinese dumplings? Yeah. Or... Where'd he get them? I don't know. He did. He wouldn't tell me. I'm making no... up this story. No, no. He, he, I'm he, just he, surrounded by lies. He brought them he from somewhere. Like, seriously, I could seriously go for a bunch of dumplings. Uh, is it or dumplings or is it Buffalo Bill Day? 
Well, now do we want Fred in? <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Have Fred in. Yeah, we have to have Fred in. You ready to go today? Um, if Fred can make it. What do you got going today? <laughs> I got a, I got a late uh, dental appointment. So the answer is no. <laughs> It's not late. But I don't it's, want to blow off Buffalo Day. It's just, just a because lie. of me. That ain't right. So what are we gonna do? Have it without you? No, you could. Either, I would. I would either blow off the dentist, or we would do Buffalo Day a different day. What's wrong with your teeth? Do you have to have surgery? No, I'm getting a gum cleaning. Oh, oh god! As <laughs> he's blowing a dentist. I was blowing off the dentist. Oh, I couldn't understand it all. You're fucking... Those old dirty gums of yours were flapping around <laughs> so loud. Here's uh, Andrew, you're on a fez. That fez, he blows up the dentist, he might not charge him. And I was wondering, was he spanking it to a cookbook? Yeah. Fez was jerking off to Julie and Julia, the new fucking cookbook <laughs> movie. Just the stew. Just the stew portion. You say anything that's real? Yes, I say things that are real. What time is your dentist appointment? It's at five. What's the appointment? Uh, the the name for the appointment. Yeah, Why do you need to know? You know my name. <laughs> what else you got planned later on this week? Um, that is it. I mean, I got some therapy, but other than that, that's that's it. When's the therapy? Um, Tuesday. So th- Wednesday what, would be good for me. See, this is where I try to get. When you say I'm open. But that you can't fucking, uh, but then I can't be there, I got therapy. <laughs> Just like that, he acted like it was open, and he's getting his fucking gums hosed off. <laughs> a real person would go, I can't do it today, I can't do it tomorrow, here's a day. I've looked over my fake schedule. <laughs> What's this funny shirt you're wearing today, Dave? Ron, this is uh, Job from Arrested Development, and he says, Illusions. He says, tricks are what a whore does for money. Mm, I like it's hysterical. Job. Job is very, very funny. Job is a very, Running very funny Running out of shirts, guy. though. Now I'm getting nervous. Well, because you, you don't want to rewear shirts. Right. I've, I've been trying not to rewear. I've been digging through. Uh-huh. I thought you just meant laundry. Fez. Right, people are sending me Twitters. Somebody's hassling on you and your chick over the weekend. Not me. I had a nice weekend. Went to Pennsylvania. Went to uh, right around Chichester. Where'd you go? Uh, Eagle Station. That's around Chichester, right? Or no? Or, or Ch- Chester? Isn't that Chester? Where, where the hell are you going down <laughs> uh, My brother lives there. And he had to go to a baby christening on Saturday. Or, excuse me, in, uh, Sunday. He, he did. He moved, I guess, a few months ago. And I, I didn't even know about this. So he moved to Eagle Station in, in uh, Chester Springs. I thought that was around. It was Chester. I thought that was around your neck of the woods. Yeah, that's where I was born. Um, I'll find out about this, though, this uh, this harassment man. Let me see. I just got this from uh, a listener who sent it. They said that when you get fucking harassed. Okay, Fez turns just, in his harassments constantly. Yeah, it was Twitter. I was like, ah, oh, fuck this, you know. But you're right. You're probably right. I should probably take it more seriously. Well, they should take it more seriously if they're going to kill you. <laughs> I'm just talking <laughs> to it. <laughs> I know. I had a good-fashioned letter with, you know, <laughs> the ink the stamp on yeah, it. You should have blood. You should have a uh, rat uh, <laughs> wrapped up in a Nazi flag. Just written from letters cut out of magazines. <laughs> 
Has anyone ever really done that in real life? I know it shows up in movies, <laughs> but has it ever actually happened? It would take forever. I mean, by the time you well, got... What's your rush? <laughs> You're trying to pull yeah. off a goddamn kidnapping. The plot. But I wonder, you know, by the time you got it done, would your feelings have changed? Maybe I'm not as mad at that guy anymore. Well, maybe a lot of these bad guys have interns. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think when you're dedicated to, to create an evil plot, you're going to take the time. Look at them. Well, Dennis Hopper and Speed, you know, I mean, just look at all those people. Hitler took a long time to create an evil plot. Yeah, but Hitler didn't go around carving fucking stuff out of the goddamn, um, you know, magazines. He did his, you know, he did his own speech. And it seems like the temptation would be too easy to just all of a sudden start cutting out whole words or Googling the sentence that you want and cutting it out there. Well, this happened pre-Google. Mm. This was a pre-email well, thing. I would definitely they really should have a do. font like that. I would definitely cut out whole words. I don't see why the people didn't do that. I mean, what's the point? Yeah, there's no reason that you couldn't do whole words. I think it's much more sinister and crazy to do yeah. letter by letter. It wasn't meant to do that. It was so that you couldn't trace somebody's handwriting. Yeah. It wasn't like, look how crazy I am. <laughs> oh. It was only <laughs> so you couldn't do the, you, you couldn't trace handwriting. It'd be like a cool font. Someone should, should could come well, up with. Well, I mean, obviously, yes. they could figure out which magazine, but the point would be this. Uh, by boys' life, cut all your words out of there, and you probably have a half a million people who get boys' life already. Mm. So don't worry about it. Well, how come they just didn't use a typewriter? Now that I think about it, I mean typewriters have been around again. For a long I don't time. think it's ever shown up anywhere but in movies. Mm. In real life, I've never heard of anyone do it. I think Gary Sinise did it in Ransom. Yeah, and did that work out? No. no Remember yeah. Jagged Edge? Because they used a fucking bad uh, typewriter. When, Didn't do it. When uh, Glenn Close went up and checked. By the way, watch that movie, uh, uh, Jagged Edge. Glenn Close is giving, like, some kind of closing remarks or some kind of court speech, right? Her outfit uh, turns three different times. <laughs> and not even, like, just kind of up. Like, brown one second, <laughs> then blue, back to brown. Then her tits are just out for no reason. Maybe it was a chameleon dress. There's something about that Glenn Close, though. I'm not going to lie to you about that. Yeah. Nah, I can't help it. Like his fail attraction, you know, that whole deal. No, even before. When she was Garth's mom. Uh, uh, <laughs> the, the Garp's mom in the world according to Garp. I think there was something there. Now, how she got to be fucking Robin Williams' mom when they're about the same age? <laughs> beyond me. All right. Uh, we're going to put all the Twitter songs together from our good friend's sleeves. Uh... Let's take a little listen. Now there's something deep inside of me that can't get touched by therapy. A secret code of honesty, that's why I owe my friends. Because I thought you told me she was gay. Yeah, not a very cute girl. Things have changed then. What did he tell you? That he was gay. Let me say this. What? Biggest secret ever. Yeah. Ever! I don't feel good. Here's a ticket on the front row seat. The fancy secret. I've had pancakes, I've had my fill 
But last night on Sugar Hill I laid down upon the table And I cried So that maple syrup flow The butter churn now drift below Oh, Polly's pancakes is where I wanna die song that was unbelievable that's our good buddy uh sleeves uh by the way i got pictures of uh, you know i'm just talking about music but uh a little baby uh over the weekend young paranoid already doing parody songs at like age one and of course uh young warren dd rocks uh little baby hit one over the weekend so our babies are all growing up on us 866 Ron Zero Fest. Davey Mack, you said you had something on your mind about TV stars that you think should have been movie stars. Well, yes, because I was watching uh, Night Court the other day, and I know it's going to sound silly, but John Larroquette, to me, had presence, had a great delivery, a great face, could have looked like one of those old school movie stars, and... Well, a million people got into uh, movies from television. George Clooney and whatnot. How mm-hmm. come poor John Larroquette? I know he was in um, uh, the, the John Candy Vacation Stripes. movie. Yeah, right. he, he was, was also in, in. He was in Stripes. But I'm talking him and John about, Candy must have had some kind of a little partnership, right? There. So you're saying TV actors that should have been movie stars, stars. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six run zero fest. I loved him. I'm going to give you a name as one that most people aren't, aren't going to pick up, but I've been following some of the career he's been doing, uh, different kind of parts all the time. And believe it or not, he was on Wings. Somebody from Wings went on to become a movie star, but not this guy. Stephen Weber should be a major motion picture star. He's fantastic. His episode of Party Down was on recently. I was throwing things at the television of how funny he was playing as that fucking Russian mobster. And not only funny, but at the same time, scary. Yeah, he was terrific. And I don't understand why Steven Weber isn't... Steven Weber should be... He should be in a Farley Brothers movie. or He should be in an Apatow flick. I'm going to tell you right now, he... Forget even comedy. You could put him... In any kind of cop role, gangster role, he's great. You would believe uh, the guy. Uh, let's go over to Mark in uh, South Carolina. Hey, Mark, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. You know the thing is, uh, Dave, love you, but you gotta you gotta pick your fights. John Larroquette was in Blind Date. He's been in a couple of. Films. I didn't see you know in movies. He sucked. That's why he stayed in TV. Well, but if, if we're going to be honest, great on television. a couple of people, including George Clooney, 
had did movies that sucked. You can't get around that. Yeah. Sometimes it's just the movie itself is uh, bad. Uh, so he didn't get. Now I'm not going to go along with you. You followed me in the Stephen Weberland. I'm not going to go with you. Here's Scott. Scott in Houston, you're on Hey, guys. I totally agree with the Stephen Weber one. He did some really good stuff in Studio 60 that showed he should be a movie. I thought star, he was fantastic on Studio he was 60. Fanta- he was definitely the best part of the show by a mile. But I agree. i got to say, Ian McShane from Deadwood, I mean, one of the oh, best yeah. actors around, and he's just not getting the stuff he deserves. I mean, he was wasting time with Kings and everything. And he was in the Woody Allen movie. Great it show. seems like he shouldn't have gone back to TV so yeah. quickly. It seems like he should have really pushed it till it had his chance. By the way, uh, Hicks, find out if we can ever get Stephen Weber on the show. And then I also want to do a Stephen Weber night where we just watch all of his work. Fez Watley, I see you chomping over the bit over there. You're not just a dancer from Ice Cream and Cake, but you're a real person with real feelings and opinions. What do you got for us? I would say Kelsey Grammer. I don't understand, as uh, you know, with his voice and everything, why he's not playing villains in big-time movies. Well, he's not believable in it uh, because he's not scary. He's effeminate. Well, the one thing I would say with Kelsey Grammer, it was too long with Frasier because twenty since, years since he did it with Cheers. You're talking, you know, if uh, yeah, I know he tried years. that one comedy movie right. where he was running the boat. Yeah. And it was just ungodly bad. Down Periscope. And if anything, he looked too small. He looked like a TV actor trying to do a movie. Right. Has he ever tried anything else? I don't know if he's ever done another movie after that. Yeah, I have a hard time believing that he could be the villain. Other than outside, of course, uh, Sideshow Bob, which he's just phenomenal at. But we're talking Steven Weber right now. <laughs> uh, Hicks, what about for you? I might be wrong on this, but did Bob Newhart ever get any real movie work? Or was he uh, only a TV st- and comedy star? He got some slight TV work, I mean movie work, but nowhere near as big as he was in the uh, in the TV shows. And that's kind of because, like um, Kelsey Grammer, he plays it small. It's not always easy to pull that off on a movie. A lot of time in a movie... You got to bring in a little bigger. Yeah. But um, let's go over here to Jelly in Georgia. Oops, let me try it again. Jelly. Hey, buddies, what's going on? What do you say, man? Um, I, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, William Peterson from CSI. I know he was in that movie with Reese Witherspoon and Marky Mark uh, a few years back, but. He doesn't get a lot of uh, motion well, picture play, and he's a great actor to me. Before he did that um, CSI, he was in a movie I love called To Live and Die in L.A. Kind of played uh, a prick cop. Thought he was real strong. He did another movie, I think, called Cousins. So he had kind of a a small you know, movie impact. Mm-hmm. Nothing of the size of what he was able to do in TV. Well, I think he's leaving because he might want to go back into film. Yeah, I was wondering what he was, yeah, what he expected to do after CSI. Maybe spend the forty million dollars <laughs> that he made off of CF- CSI could be part of it. I don't blame guys for not wanting to spend seven, eight, ten years in a role. I would think after five years, you would think, what else am I going to do with this? 
other than make money. And if I have enough money, why should I keep doing it? Um, here is Janitor. Janitor, you're on my face. Hey, I got two. I'm more on the silly side of acting, but I got Jaleel White, who played Stephen Urkel on Family Matters. And when Scott Bale was on top of his game, he could have sold out theaters, I believe. Just he well, was Scott Bale did the fabulous film uh, Zapped. And <laughs> he did that one along with Willie Ames. And then the two of those bankrolled that into Charles in Charge. And let's face it, uh, the world's richer for it. <laughs> because Charles was in charge of our days and our nights. Uh, yeah, and our uh, wrongs and rights, too. Uh, String really having uh, struggling back there? Yeah, I'll jump on him. Really finds himself in the weeds, does he? And no, Urkel could not have been a film star. I don't think he should have been a TV star. (laughs) Maybe if Urkel had had stayed Urkel and, you know, done nerd roles in, like, you know, B-comedies. Why? He's already done that on TV. You want to be able to do something to make people leave the house. Uh, Brad, you're on Run Fez. Hey, guys, well, William Peterson uh, quit the TV biz uh, mainly because of his love for theater, not movies. He went back to, uh, in Chicago and is uh, involved in a, a lot of original stuff with Steppenwolf and uh, other companies. If I was Steppenwolf, uh, I would actually probably do, believe it or not, Magic Carpet Ride as the first big one before Born to be Wild. And then Born to be Wild would be my second play. Uh, Lloyd doesn't even know where I'm going. (laughs) Lloyd, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. uh, Gerald McGraney, he does some great work, but he was a great narrator also for a hunting show on Outdoor Network. Major Dad. And also also William Peterson played Pat Garrett in Young Guns and done a fantastic job. That's all I got, Ronnie. Well, Young Guns, you know, you don't have to say more than that. (laughs) 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I think it was Young Guns 2, by the way. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, you know, like I said, William Peterson actually did some film roles. Um, not, he was a huge movie star, but he was definitely a working actor, uh, long before, uh, he did this, uh, CSI thing. Hmm. Uh, Eric, Eric, you're on the Run of Fez show. What do you say, buddy? What's up, buddy? Yeah. Yo, Bronson Pinchot, I thought he was great when he had those little roles in Beverly Hills Cop. To romance. Too. Yeah, he was great in that. But like, why didn't he become a comedic movie star? He tried. But I think it was because everything was so tiny. I don't think he was ever going to carry anything. Here's an odd uh, thing about him. and You're not going to believe this. He gets a call before he gets that role going, don't fucking take it. As you're a talented guy. You're going to ruin your career. I'll give you money to float you. Sean Penn. Sean Penn begged him not. Sean Penn thought that he had talent and said Balky is going to fucking ruin you <laughs> and I think if you're going to be totally honest you can never see that guy without thinking of Balky yeah no matter what he does yeah um, and we talked about that with Frazier it would be really tough for me not to see Frazier after 20 fucking years of being of seeing Frazier it would almost be like it would be tough for me to go to a movie and see Dave in it and not think he's side Dave. <laughs> now, the rest of the country could be surprised, but I, I would always see Dave. Right. That's how I feel about Frazier. 
Um, Ducky was in that movie Second Sight, where he played the psychic trying to find the killer. Very scary. In fact, I think John Larroquette was in that too. So they both they both really <laughs> stuck like out. A, of that. This sounds like a TV movie. <laughs> Larroquette's getting more work than you gave him credit for. Uh, Ed in New Jersey. Mahabone. Mahabone, my brother. Here's one for you. Larry Hagman did did a comedian uh, comedy with uh, I Dream of Jeannie, and of course J.R. Ewing. Larry Hagman, maybe it was too recognizable with the cowboy hat as but, Jr. But uh, he did do some stuff before then. But yeah, I mean, he he became known for two uh, big uh, TV, and his mother was a t a movie star, right? Yeah, Mary Martin. Yeah, and well, he was probably he, more of a Broadway star, I guess. He was in Nixon too, as basically Jr. Yeah, he played Jr. Ewing in Nixon, <laughs> threatening the president. But, I mean, he didn't start in Dallas as a young man. It's not like mm -hmm. he was going, what am I going to do with my fucking career? You know, he had already thought his career was over, and then he, he locked in with Dallas. And there's, like, a real fucking weird thing about what TV, how they can shoot people up. You couldn't get any bigger than that guy was when he was in Dallas. He was, I can't walk down the street. I'm the guy from Dallas. And now people don't even remember Dallas. I I don't really remember Dallas. There's no reason to. Luke and Laura in that one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's Steve in Kentucky. Hey, guys. Yeah. Uh, you forgot about Kelsey Grammer in X-Men. He was a badass of that blue thing. Well, you know, those that movie was like after he was finally done with Frasier, and then he went right back to TV. Yeah, but he was still a pretty good Well, let's not act like he carried that film. He was blue. Yeah. In it for fucking five minutes, and he acted like Frazier. <laughs> it just seemed like Frazier was blue. And you would, but you would think there would be more parts like that for well, someone to play a Frazier in the movies. If you would take someone from Cheers, though, I think you could take like George Went. He could have been another John Goodman. I always thought George Went was very, very talented and really funny and did a great job. George, George Went really never got a lot to do outside of Norm, did he? No, and he's actually good. Remember in Fletch, he's the drug dealer? Oh, yeah, he that's was good right. In that. And, like, what the hell? He's got range. And then he played um, in the. We're bringing Chinese people into uh, Pittsburgh. To Japanese people to do the cars. Gung ho. He was yeah. kind of a racist yeah. in that. He's a good actor. And uh, he was even the father in the beginning of Michael Jackson's black or white video. Telling McCulkey Culkin to keep it down. Remember? Uh, I, I, he was really good at it. This surprise you, but I don't remember it. Oh, it was great. It was a great, great, great video. Great song. It seems like Tom Arnold got all the uh, poor man's John Goodman <laughs> roles that you wanted. <laughs> The hand out to him. I mean, Ratzenberger is pretty much a success, I guess, because of the Pixar shit. He's done um, every Pixar movie. But as a voiceover guy, you know. Yeah, I guess. It's not like he's doing a lot of different voices. He was, he and the Norm voice. He's, he's Norm on there? I To me, he sounds like he's Norm and everything. You mean Cliff Clavin. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah the Cliff Clavin voice. Cuffs, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, wouldn't uh, Michael did Richards have been great? Be Some of those, oh, like uh, Steve Martin... Movies. He, I think he'd been been a great. Uh, Who are we talking role. about? You know, Steve uh, Michael Richards. All right, Michael Richards. Can you it? never said his name. Uh, Michael Richards, so gigantic as Kramer, 
and has never really had any success as anything but Kramer. He's done a couple other roles. Yeah, small one, the Diane Keaton movie. Um, yeah. He was and, in Problem Child that we mentioned earlier. Um, never seen him. He was in UHF. Couple other things, but never had one ninetieth no. of the uh, of the heat. They don't change his hair. That's the problem. Brian, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ron. Uh, uh, speaking of UHF, I always thought of Kramer being Stanley Spadowski, not not Kramer, because that that role was hilarious. But I think Tom Selleck. I always wonder why he wasn't a bigger movie star. He did that. That kind of Indiana Jones ripoff, kind of in the Magnum years, but well, here's really the interesting thing: he was supposed to be Indiana Jones, and Magnum PI would not let go of him. Uh, Spielberg wanted him to be Indiana Jones. Now, suppose he got that role; his entire life could be, you know, completely different. I think it would have been. I don't think we would have been. Uh, Harrison Ford would not nearly has been as successful. We, he, he, Harrison Ford might have been a Mark Hamill type guy if he only had Han Solo. Well, if you remember, after that came out, he did a couple of real flop movies, right? Uh, before he got Indiana Jones, the so, Guns to Navarone sequel, yeah, and, and on and on and on. He struggled quite a bit. He did one movie with Henry Winkler where he played a uh, you know uh, a Vietnam vet that was like loopy, and like he was actually pretty bad at it. But then he fucking found his his self with the Indiana Jones. But, you know, now all of a sudden he's got six of the biggest movies of all <laughs> right. time. And the scripts start to come his way. Yeah. Tom Selleck, uh, Mr. Baseball, he was pretty decent in that. He certainly wasn't a star, though, I agree. He is, the, and, and the way that he is a, a, a TV star is because he's kind of good at playing himself. And he's kind of comfortable. Mm -hmm. And when you go to the movies, don't you want to get a little more than that? Uh, here is uh, Al. Al, you're on Fez. How you doing, guys? Yeah. I got probably the guy who played one of the greatest uh, greatest characters in TV history was uh, Carol Connor O'Connor as Archie Bunker. Uh, yeah, he had some smaller stuff um, he was when awesome. he was younger, um, but nothing like Carol Connor. And remember. Um, it, you know, he was older when he got that role. He was older when he became Archie Bunker. So there was no real, you know, it, it didn't interrupt the movie career. The movie career just never really took off mm. him. Joe in, uh, in Idaho, Aaron Fez. Hey, have you seen Fez Line of the Day on Twitter? Uh, no, I haven't seen that. It's a good one. No one knows about it. But okay. I got a, I got an actor for you. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld. He was on the biggest comedy series ever, and his one movie just bombed completely. And he's what was his stuck. one movie? He did that B movie, that animation. Oh yeah, but I don't. You know, I mean, I think Seinfeld was pretty upfront that he didn't want to be an actor. Uh, that what he wanted to do was just do comedy, because let's face it, Seinfeld could have easily gotten five, six shots at doing, you know, romantic comedy or a buddy comedy. And it just, uh, he wasn't interested. Especially in the 90s when it was hot. Oh, yeah. He could, yeah. I mean, I'm he, glad he didn't. It's kind of cool. He definitely could have become, if nothing else, the new Billy Crystal for a while, where mm -hmm. Billy Crystal had that uh, career that, you know, 
was more solid than some people. Now, Billy Crystal completely gone. I uh, think Mr. Saturday Night sunk his boat. <laughs> or maybe it was my giant. Yeah, that was or probably I, worse. Uh, I'm a referee in Paris. You don't even hear him talking about not wanting to do the Oscar ceremony anymore. You're the only person I ever hear talking about him, talking about that. Uh, well, he, I, I'd have to take your, uh, you know, your, your word for it. Here's James in Ohio. James, you're on Run of Fez. Yeah, I'm going to go with James Garner because he kind of went TV, then movies, and then ended up with TV, the the Rockford Files. And interestingly enough, that's where Tom Selleck started with that P.I. character. He was Lance. He kind of had a recurring role on On Rockford Files? Yeah. I didn't know that. On Rockford Files with James Garner, one of the all-time best um, TV series. And James Garner, a guy that was, no matter where you saw him play, had like a really long career, 40, Mm -hmm. 50 years, and he was always comfortable. Whatever he was playing, whether it was movies or TV... Very comfortable in what he was doing. You wouldn't see him sitting around trying to uh, worry about stuff. Uh, Tom in Georgia. Hey, Robbie. Yeah. Hey, uh, what about Paul Rubin? I liked his character in Blow. Well, so I think the Pee Wee persona just stuck with him too much. Yeah, I think uh, that he, because, you know, people actually even called him Pee Wee. <laughs> you know, not the guy who played Pee Wee. And that's something that... Uh, that I think what's his name does kind of smart with the Borak and the Bruno. Just drop it after you're done. Just squeeze every drop out of it and then move on. Yeah. Yeah, Pee Wee was going to, well, Paul Robbins was going to do another Pee Wee movie, and I think that's when the latest legal trouble came in. Well, I don't know. The second one really didn't have anything there either, did it? Big Top Pee Wee? Big Top? No. That was pretty terrible. I didn't like that one. And Tim Burton didn't have anything to do with that one, so that's why that one sucked. Because the first one has that ex, that Tim Burton edge. AshleyMadison.com. It is the number one website for people looking for something outside of their marriage. What if you're looking for something inside your marriage? Well, then you have your marriage for that. Yeah, but what if you wanted to talk to your own wife online? Could you do that? I guess both people could sign up for AshleyMadison.com. That would be fine. There you have it. AshleyMadison.com. If you want to have an affair to remember with your wife, you both sign up, you talk dirty to each other on the computer, you take your laptop into the garage, AshleyMadison.com. Now, AshleyMadison.com is for men and women who aren't getting what they're looking for from their spouses. They need something outside of the house. I don't know what you mean by that. Well, if they're not getting satisfied at home, if they're they're not having a satisfactory uh, sexual life. What kind? Satisfactory. So uh, every 60 seconds, a new woman joins AshleyMadison.com. Don't you worry AshleyMadison.com will turn people off adopting? No, I don't worry about that at all. AshleyMadison.com. AshleyMadison.com. Here's their new, their, their new song. It's Out Your Friends Monday. Out Your Friends Monday. Out Your Friends. Out Your Friends. Which one did you out, Fez? I outed Sheepy. Wow. AshleyMadison.com. If you think Sheepy's living a lie. That's not what AshleyMadison.com uh, is about. Then I'm confused. And that's not their jingle. AshleyMadison.com. I know one thing. Foundry Music Jeff backed your ass down. AshleyMadison.com. <laughs> Did you hear that, Dave? <laughs> no. It was great. Not entirely. 
Over one million women signed up so far for AshleyMadison.com. Is one of them sheepy? It's Out Your Friends Monday! Out Your Friends Monday! Out Your Friends. Out Your Friends. Although, after that happened, I found out that Sheepy was very happy in a relationship with a woman. So who's the liar now, Fez? Well, I'm just going to stick with AshleyMadison.com here. As the liar? No, no, as a provider of a great service if you're looking for a guaranteed affair. That's what they offer, the affair True or guarantee. False. Sheepy's happy in a relationship. True. With a woman. True. I might have misspoke, but not about AshleyMadison.com. Why should we, we believe you now? If you don't have an affair to remember with Ashley Madison, they Here's will... what I worry about. I join the AshleyMadison.com, right? Right. Then I wake up in the morning, and somebody is left on lipstick. Welcome to the wonderful world of AIDS. Well, I believe everyone's going to get checked out through AshleyMadison.com. They have doctors to check out whether or not you have a disease? Well, it's up to you on who you sleep with through AshleyMadison.com. So, uh, if they what if they did this? You find a picture of your toothbrush in their butt. And you're like, I've already used it. Or you find out that that chihuahua that you got was really a rat. That's not going to happen because of AshleyMadison.com. Well, these are old wives' tales. I like repeating them. It's 100% secure, free to join, and completely anonymous. What if all you saw there was the bloody hook stuck on the door where you were just making out with your girlfriend? That would freak me out. I would say like this, we're getting the fuck out of here. There's an escape maniac with a hook hand chasing us. <laughs> AshleyMadison.com. Is that who it was? No, it's and if you don't want someone with a hook hand, you're not going to get someone with a hook hand. But what if you do want that? Then, Ashley then you're Madison, a fucking freak. AshleyMadison.com could look for you. And if you don't find the hook you're looking for, then you would get your money back. What if you do this? What if like you go out on a date, you're having a great time, but you know you're um, you come back to uh, your house, right? And you say to the babysitter, "How'd everything go?" Oh, it was okay, Mister Bennington. And don't worry, I put that turkey in the oven. Turkey, you're doing acid, aren't you? And then you go and look at that turkey, and it's the baby. Where's Ashley the turkey, Ma then? AshleyMadison.com, not responsible for your babysitters. Huh? What happened to the turkey? AshleyMadison.com. The turkey was a baby. And the babysitter was doing acid. But then where'd the turkey go if they put the there baby in? There wasn't a turkey. It was always a baby. Oh, my God. It's just it was like if you came home and Stanley was already being uh, roasted. <laughs> AshleyMadison.com. Sign up right now. And your affair is guaranteed. AshleyMadison.com. Affairs guaranteed. Um, I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. You read some of the wackiest fucking commercials ever. I mean, that shit is fucking strange. I was just explaining to people about AshleyMadison.com. Were you? Yes. Because I just heard one more sick... Urban myth after another. Mm. That was not me. There was never a turkey. Did dumplings find out that no, my I'm not going to get to see Merle Streep today. It's all just a lie. Not yeah. going to happen. Hey, dumplings is saying. Dumplings, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs>
I have a name for my pain, and it's dumplings. <laughs> well, that is it for us, crazy boy. What's the story on Tuesday? You bringing it Tuesday? Yes, I am. What happens with you on Monday? Monday, I don't know. I, I just go nuts. I'm just an insane person. With no control over my own brain. <laughs> just a fool. I think you're a pickpocket and you ought to be fucking proud of yourself. <laughs> I think, um. Seriously, I think every time Mel Carmen puts his hand in his pockets, he's shaking hands with Fez Watley. Because I really do. I think you're shaking him down. And I admire you for it. Alright, that is uh, it for us. We're back in here tomorrow. Drinking show tomorrow, boys? Doubt <laughs> it. Doesn't usually happen on a Tuesday. This is going to sound fucking crazy. Uh huh. And again, I'm shooting here, completely shooting. Right. I'm honestly thinking about drinking again. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not looking no, at the no drinking show. No, I'm fucking saying this for, for fucking for reals. Yeah. Okay. Then no. And it only be. It only might only have some part that I'm unhappy with my life. <laughs> But I'm not the... Uh, doesn't seem to be worth it, though, does yeah. it, then? It's one small part. I will tell I, you this. Yeah, okay. I had somebody I was close to that slipped through the trap that fucking went back out there. And uh, I don't know. It's fucking seriously turned my head around. It's really got me thinking. I'm in no position to I, Yeah, judge. you are in no position. I'm not. I'm not going I, to. I'm going to tell you this. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not as work. bad as you, Dave, as a drinker. I don't. I'm a I better don't. drinker than Fez. I believe uh -huh. you. And You're better than Chris, I'm sure. Well, Chris, at least he doesn't make an ass out of But he doesn't bathe, though, when he farts. And his shirts smell like urine. He doesn't do it by drinking. He doesn't do it drinking. He's just sloppy. He smells like piss today. You mean he would do that sober? Um, <laughs> Steve, you're on the run of Fez show. Steve, real quick, what do you got? Hey, buddy, I just want to uh, nominate Chidi for the Beanie Cup. He's a straight guy. All right. Uh, DD, you're on the run of Fez show. What do you got? Out your friends Monday. I got to help my friend Blake from Kansas. All right, thank you. There's Blake. Fez has gotten this started. Out your friends Monday. Every Monday. And then Tuesday is going to be two for Tuesday. <laughs> and Tuesday Blues Day. Robert Cray tomorrow. <laughs> Robert Cray on Tuesday Blues Day. That's it for us. Take care, everybody. Peace in the Valley. Peace in the Valley. And that's the end of my show. Donk.